cards and we live now. Jeremy Lee in the building and every guest that you ever needed. Sports cards after hours keep the hobby heated. Updates, hobby talk like you never seen it. Sports cards live and nothing could ever beat it. Sports cards is a lifestyle. Sports cards and we live now. Welcome to another episode of Sports Cards Live with your host, Jeremy Lee. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. Just finished a great episode with the fellows from Liquid Marketplace. Thank you to the chat for your really great questions. Those guys uh, handled them all, I thought, really well. And you guys uh, provided some really good questions, some some challenging ones for them. And uh, and it's good. It's uh, what I wanted to be able to do here really is is share the information and make sure that people are clear as possible about what some of these companies are doing when we do have them on the show. So I think that went pretty well and uh, enjoyed the show they did as well. So again, thanks to everybody who uh, was engaged in the chat. Do appreciate that. So we're going to do a little episode, a solo episode here of After Hours. We've got a few things to go over, a couple things that I did show, uh, you know, mention in the description. Uh, one thing, you know, back in August at the National in Chicago, I took a handful of cards with me and I put, I gave them to PWCC, gave them to Eric Myers, who's my rep over there. And I said, you know, let's put these in the vault and eventually I'm going to list them for sale. And so uh, originally I did that again. I did that at the end of July, I guess, when the national was. And my intention was to have them listed on the, on their eBay account. Well, we know what happened there. They were no longer able to list cards on eBay. So I waited for their own platform to, to, to you know, gain more uh, more users more more traction in the industry and i feel that it's gotten to the point now where their second their their, their platform their their proprietary platform is doing pretty well i cover the premier auctions and so anyway lo long story long i uh i decided finally to actually list some of these cards for auction on the pwcc platform and i want to share that with you guys and I'm, i'll share my screen i'll actually show you the cards that uh, that I'm listing and maybe a bit of a bit of commentary about why I'm willing to let them go because they I believe all of them there's not a ton there's 20 something cards here most of them were were PC cards these were not cards that I ever bought just to sell or anything like that these were cards that I bought for collections but um, but I'll explain why why I'm gonna uh, let why I'm letting those cards go the other thing I want to do is talk about the Edmonton Expo that just was last weekend that I was at and share a bit about my experience there and show you guys the cards that I picked up for my personal collection. I've got a stack of them right over there. I can't wait to share those with you all. And thirdly, um, Upper Deck sent me a box of 2021 Goodwin Champions. So we're gonna open this up and see what's inside. Should be fun. So Goodwin is always a fun a fun crack. I tend to open a box a year of this and uh, so many different sort of things in here. Legendary ship relics, legendary ship relics this year. So, I mean, it's neat stuff that you're not going to find in most boxes of cards or packs of cards. So really cool stuff there. But uh, what should we start with guys? Put it in the comments. What do you want me to do first? Should we talk about the expo? Should I talk about my PWCC cards that are selling? Open up the box of Goodwin. The other thing I'm going to do is if you follow me on Instagram and uh, I put in my story, I shared a story. I recently acquired a pretty big collection locally and uh the the collector i bought out he focused a lot on the dallas stars uh specifically mike medano if you don't know mike medano one of the the greatest u.s born hockey players of all time 
uh, a Hall of Famer, a, 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 one of those players who, you know, he's not like a Gretzky or a Lemieux, but he's that next tier to me. He fits in with the Steve Eisermans and the Joe Sackicks of that era. Just a guy that you, he's an easy guy to like, an, an easy player to, to be a fan of. And so this collection had had a lot of Mike Medano cards in it. And there's one Mike Medano account on Instagram that I'm a big fan of. Uh, his name is Scott, mo.card.collection. Mo short for Medano, mo.card.collection. I encourage you to check him out, give him a follow. He just shows his Medano cards and they're always really cool. Anyway, I reached out to him and I said, listen, I just picked up this collection, lots of Medanos, and um, I want to I you know, give you first look at them and see if there's anything that you want. So we arranged a, we arranged a video call and we, we went through them and I showed him all the cards. We ended up doing a deal for, I think, 83 cards I shipped out to him. And he just received them this morning. Overnight service we did. We did the deal before the, the, uh, before the, the Edmonton Expo, but I told him I'm not going to ship it out till after. I was just too busy. We did overnight service via UPS two days ago. And again, the, like I, I literally dropped them off at like three in the afternoon. He had them by about 10 a.m. the next day, Canada to California. So really happy with UPS's service on that. And, uh, and I know that Scott was really happy. So, But I'm telling you the story because what happened with this collection was that I actually pulled out about 13 or 14 cards, Mike Medano cards. And I thank you guys for the comments. I see them. Um, I actually pulled out 13 or 14 Mike Medano cards that I didn't show Scott. He wasn't going to be able to, to buy those from me. I decided I'm going to keep these for myself. I'm going to create a little Mike Medano PC in my collection overall. I've already had a couple cards of his in the past that I was hesitant to sell because they're so nice. Mike Medano has one of the nicest autographs in the hobby, but he also is very good at applying the exact amount of pressure to that marker to the sharpie or whatever on the card so his autograph is always bold and brilliant he just did a great job with the autograph so i kept a few for myself and uh, i'll show them to you uh at some point here as well so that's what's on tap for this episode of after hours guys thank you all who have joined let's have some comments here lapper uh yeah i'm glad you were there and enjoyed that last episode with the fellows from liquid marketplace Philly Joe will need to catch the whole SDL that just finished. Yeah. Hey, that's the beauty of YouTube, right? They live on the, they live on the YouTube channel. So very good. Lapper likes the 2021 Goodwin. We'll break that. Brendan Ryan, love Goodwins. Oddball cards. Yeah. Same here. I have right there is an old Goodwins card. That's actually a, a cat, a cat card uh, in memory of my old cat. <laughs> All Valley. How was the expo? The expo was excellent guys. This was the first time that the, Expo, which is the Sport Card Expo run by Steve Menzi, who's out of Toronto. It's the first time that he's expanded outside of Toronto with the Expo brand, and he brought it to Edmonton, which is, in my opinion, Edmonton is the hobby hotbed of Western Canada. You know, we've got Calgary, where I live, which is three hours south by car, uh, just not as much of a hobby hotbed as Edmonton is, is uh, three, three, three hours north. You got Vancouver, which is a great market, but not the hobby hotbed. So I'm glad that, uh, that, that the Expo has come out to Edmonton my province i can drive there so i could take all my stuff which i did i had two booths at this thing and basically i had i think i think i had 11 showcases filled with cards and like 18 or 19 two row boxes filled with cards more than i've ever had at a card show before it, the result of buying a couple of large collections and uh my, my buddies darcy and pete were supposed to be hanging out in my booth they ended up getting their own booth so i was kind of on my own but luckily me and Darcy brokered a deal for his for his son to help me out at my booth. So 
I had Liam at the booth quite a bit helping me out and, and other hobby friends along the way who, you know, did me the favor if I had to go to the bathroom or grab a drink or whatever. Um, so it was a great experience. I had so much stuff there and I came back with a lot less. And, and how I did that was, first of all, I sold a lot of cards, a lot of cards, because I had a lot of lower end, like five to hundred dollar cards with me all the way up, ran all the way up the gamut in terms of values. But these boxes that I had laid out, um, people were flipping through them constantly and buying them by the handful. Some people came back four or five times buying stacks each time. So it was, it was a great show for me that way. Got to see so many people on the first day, which was the Friday, I did 57 deals. So I track everything. I did 57 deals on day one, whether they were bought, well, whether it was buying, selling or trading, but I can tell you, I only did, they were all, they were all sales, except for one deal was a combination of a sale trade where I gave up a card. I took back cash and a card. So Friday, if you did the math, I averaged a deal every six minutes that the show was open. I don't know if I've ever had that sort of pace, that sort of deal flow pace before at a card show, but it was it was an excellent day on Friday, um, better than many shows combined have been in the past. So Friday was was a killer day, and I remember Friday night having dinner at the local pub with uh, with a bunch of guys, and everyone was really pumped about. The, everyone had a good day on Friday, it seemed like, and so many people were talking about how well Saturday is going to be even better. Saturday is going to be better, and I was saying to them, "Listen, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, party poop you here. I don't I don't want to bust your balloon, but." probably not going to be as good as today. And oh, yes, it will be. Yes, it will be. Well, Saturday was really good too, but it wasn't quite as good as Friday. Saturday, my deal flow, I did 45 deals on Saturday. So 57 Friday, 45 uh, on Saturday. And then Sunday, I thought Sunday would be dead because it was Easter. And, you know, we, we had a huge Friday, Saturday. I thought Friday, I thought Sunday was going to be dead, but it wasn't. And I was telling people, oh yeah, it'll be busy from 10 till one, then it's going to die out. It kind of stayed pretty good right through till I think we closed at five o'clock on Sunday. I'd say three thirty, four o'clock. There were still good, there was still a good crowd in there. Now, not as much as Friday or Saturday, but there were still a lot of people. Edmonton, again, hobby hotbed. People were hungry. People were hungry in Ottawa, or sorry, in Edmonton for a card show. And um, and people came from out of town. Uh, you know, we had, we had Jordan Riker came all the way down from Arizona. People came from all across Canada. I'm sure there were more people from the States. I'm just not thinking of, but really like this was a, this, it was a great show. And there's a lot of hotels in the, in the area. So if Steve Menzi from the expo does it again, which I, I think he's going to, you know, I'm going to be talking about it. I'm going to be there. And I would, uh, you know, invite everyone to everyone who wants to come, come and come and hang out at the, uh, the Edmonton expo. It's uh, it, it was a great show. So with that summary, uh, I'll go through some comments and I'll show you the cards I picked up for myself. So yes, at Expo Recap, Jeff, Lee Haskins, just a comment. Who is the photo of the person on top of that red case behind you? Uh, that's my daughter. That that person is my daughter. She's she just turned she just turned five. Her name's Bridget. That's my daughter, Bridget. And she's also where is she? She's also right there. I think that was like last year's picture, and that's this year's picture. Philly Joe says Expo, then PWCC, then Goodwin. Done. That sounds good to me, Philly. Sean Robb, who got uh, who we did a couple deals at the show and hung out with me for a bit and organized our Friday night dinner, says my opinion on the Edmonton Expo. Great show. It feels like Edmonton Expo is going to grow in dealer tables and attendees every year. Yeah, 
I'm sure it will. It, it, it's, it was that good. It was, it was that good. And, and I'm not the only one saying that every vendor I spoke to was kind of like, wow, everyone's like, wow, what a great show. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's Edmonton. Edmonton's a great hobby market. Alf says Canada to U to us is fast. Other way is slow. Oh, you're talking about shipping. Makes sense. Alf G tough few weeks, losing two icons in the hockey world. Yeah. Alf, you're talking about Mike bossy and Guy Lafleur. I mean, we're talking about two of the best players in the seventies and eighties. Guy Lafleur's rookie card is 71, 72 OPG. Mike bossy's is 78, 79 OPG, both key cards for any serious hockey collector. So yeah, it is, it is a, tough week um and Guy Lafleur died at 70 years old uh you know, lung cancer I believe implications that sort of thing so the rumor was you know he used to smoke on the bench he used to smoke in between periods so maybe there's a bit of a correlation there but rest in peace to both of those legends definitely R Sports Squared really busy expo on Friday afternoon good to see you at the show same here thank you R Sports Costa we saw you at the show good to see you here tonight we got Bill in the house wants to know, was the Edmonton Expo much different than previous years as the summit? So uh, differences from vendor collector. So the summit was uh, another show run by my friend Marcel. And uh, he did that, that. The summit existed for about 10 years. In the, and the reason why Bill, we, 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 I don't know how to say it, we bought two, uh, asked this is because it's in the same venue. The Expo and the summit, it's the same venue. And yeah, it was it was a little bit different. This wasn't, uh, the Edmonton Expo didn't have, you know, curtains hanging in between booths. It was more of an open concept. Uh, the vendor mix, I would say, was a bit different uh, because, you know, the Toronto Expo is going to have a different customer list than the Summit did. So, but uh, the overall experience wasn't that far off. I mean, it was just a very good show. I, I don't know what else to say. And I, you know, that's, I'll, I'll leave it at that, Bill. Costa says Friday, the expo was very busy. Yes, it was. Lapper wants to see the card. Steve Menzi, who, who owns the expo, there he is, says 100% expo will be back in Edmonton next year. Good to know. I collect Ichiro. Is that a sticker vending machine? That's actually a card vending machine behind me. It's an original one. I think it's from the 60s or 70s, Ichiro. JP, how did it compare to a typical Calgary show? I mean, listen. I'm a Calgarian. I go to the I go to the monthly show at the Acadia Rec Center here. Uh, Darren from Maple Leaf Sports has started up a show. Marcel and I used to do shows here ourselves at a at a, at a local Delta hotel. Um, far superior to every anything I've ever seen in in Calgary. Far superior. Edmonton's just a better market. It it just comes down to that. And again, I'm a Calgarian saying that, so it must mean something. And because Calgary and Edmonton, we're we're rivals when it comes to sports. But when it comes to hobby, I, I prefer to work together. Lee Haskins says, I'm a collector who has the most cards I want. How does someone like that continue to find new cards or upgrade cards they have? My advice is find more cards that you like. I'm always finding more cards that I like. So be open-minded and, uh, and maybe just find a project. Projects are always really helpful to stay engaged in the hobby, Lee. Yes, Mike, we, were so, we missed you at the show. Mike got sick and couldn't make it. But uh, yeah, it was great, Mike. Too bad you weren't there. Terry Fortune says, Rome's booth was incredible. It was like a museum. Rome rant. Yeah, I mean, I didn't get, so the show was kind of two sides and I was on one side, obviously. I didn't get to the other side until the very end of the third day. I just couldn't get away from my booth. It was it was that crazy the whole time. Brooklyn Pavlina, hello from Cleveland, Ohio. Past home of the uh, the National. 
good to have you in the show. Thanks for joining. And I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, the IX Center in Cleveland is my favorite venue of all the nationals. I've been to it three or four times and I, I understand it's being rebuilt. I hope that the national goes back to Cleveland because what a great uh, venue that is for a large card show. Web02 is the common pronunciation. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. And Brendan Ryan says, Edmonton is known for its gourmet food. Man, I miss Canada trips. Yeah, I ate pretty well there, I'd say. Alex says, I remember when Guy Lafleur and the rest of the old timers came to town in the old days. The hallways were filled with smoke and beers during the intermissions. Yeah, the whole conditioning in sport has changed a lot since uh, as recently as the 80s. Okay, guys, so with all that, thanks for the comments in the chat. I got to the bottom of them. I'm going to show you what I picked up. I'm going to show you what I picked up. Uh, the first card I'll show you was actually, I did show it on Instagram because I was just tickled pink to get this card uh, from a buddy of mine, Chris Seabass. Brought it to me, knew I'd want it, and we did a deal where I got this card and I got cash with it, but I gave him a bigger card. So here it is. I love this card. This is my favorite athlete of all time. My one, my favorite athlete of all time is a hockey player by the name of Timu Solani. And this is his one of one from Upper Deck Premier auto patch on card auto game worn patch. You can see it's a phenomenal patch. He's played for the Anaheim Ducks. Got the one of one stamp up there beside his head. It's got a blue acetate kind of finish to it. And, um, the reason why he's my favorite player or athlete of all time is because he started out his career with the Winnipeg Jets and I'm from Winnipeg originally and I had season tickets to his first two seasons in Winnipeg and I was at all his game all the home games where he broke he broke the recently departed Mike Bossy's rookie scoring record Bossy's rookie rookie goal scoring record was was 52 and Timu broke it with 53 or was 53 and Timu broke it with 54 I was at that game it was it was unbelievable he then broke Peter Stasny's record for the most points by a rookie, which was another amazing record to be broken. So and I was at the game it happened at. He was when he came to Winnipeg, you know, Winnipeg was always an underdog team, always losing to the Edmonton Oilers, the Calgary Flames, the Vancouver Canucks could never get out of the Smythe division. And Timu came and brought us some hope and some life and really brought the fans out of their seats. And fortunately, they traded him away in his third year. And, uh, but he remained my favorite player. And I met him several times, just a down-to-earth nice guy. So I love this card, and I, I, I just love this card. It's uh, I can't believe I got it. Thanks again to Chris for bringing it to me and working out a, a great deal on that card. All right. Yes, thank you, Jake. Appreciate that, Brent. Yeah, the patch is pretty awesome on that card. All right, let's see what I'm going to show you now. I actually have these in order, I guess, of acquisition. So that was the only card I got for myself or the only card I got at all on day one of the show last Friday. Next up, I bought two cards from a gentleman who was set up with Kenny Durr from Imperial. I can't remember his name. I'm sorry that I can't remember your name, but I bought two cards, just paid him cash for these two cards because I really like them. And they're both limited logos from the cup. The first one, which was the, the bigger card of the deal was from 1213. Patrice Bergeron. So if you're not familiar with Patrice Bergeron, he is one of the best two-way players in the history of the game. He can score, he can defend, and uh, he's plays for Boston Bruins. His whole career with the Bruins, his rookie year was 0304, still there to this day, 20 years later. And uh, he's a fan favorite, just a great player, consistent in everything, and a beautiful patch from what I think is the nicest year of limited logos. I absolutely love the design on these cards. The second card I bought from him, 
was from the first year of the Cup, 0506, uh, Scott Niedermeyer, Hall of Fame defenseman, won a Stanley Cup with Team Mussolini in Anaheim in 2007. This card's out of 50. Not the greatest patch, but it's it's the first year Cup. And if you're ever buying the first year of Cup limited logos, you have to watch the autographs because Upper Deck at that point, they hadn't really perfected having the surface such that the the, the ink wouldn't like bead and, and get streaky. So in 0506, the Cup, many of the autographs are not great. This one is great. So the player, the year, the brand, the autograph, the patch, meh, but you know what I mean? I snagged the card. The price was right. So I grabbed this pair on Saturday. The next deal I did was with my buddy Darcy. And we made a trade. This was a this was a cash trade deal where I gave him cards and cash. I don't remember the cards, but I gave him several cards. I gave him a chunk of dough and I got back five cards and i'll go i'll go from uh their one card is the key card in the deal so i'll do those then i'll go back to the comments so the first two cards i'll show you guys i like a lot of cards everybody if you know me you know i like a lot of cards from a from a lot of sports a different a lot of eras a lot of, of whether they're just anyway inserts auto patches vintage i love it all so a couple of crosby's from what i believe you know, if you follow basketball cards, you know that this, and baseball for that matter, and maybe even football too, you know that the second half of the 90s is like the golden age of, of cards, in my opinion. That's where there's so much unique, creative, rare cards out there that are highly pursued now by, by seasoned collectors. Um, hockey didn't have a lot of that stuff in those years. I believe that the golden era of hockey card inserts is going to be the FLIR era from 2012 to 2016. In that era, I believe Upper Deck put out four FLIR products or four, you know, we had FLIR Retro in 1213 and they had FLIR Showcase in 1314, 1516, something like that. So maybe there were five of them. But um, anyway, I love the I love the various inserts and parallels from there. And I picked up two of these from Darcy in this deal. The first one is this, uh, I forget, it's, ro it's a, it's a row one. So it's a flare showcase, uh, row one, blue ice numbered out of 99 of Sidney Crosby. So it's hard to see in this camera. Again, I don't have the best uh, lighting camera setup to show cards on a live stream, but this is a beautiful card, in my opinion, uh, of Crosby numbered out of 99 on the back. You can see right there, 33 of 99. So this is the first card I got from Darcy. The second one, is the Skybox Premium, what I call the Rubies. This card is numbered out of 50. This is from 1314 Showcase. So if you know, you know, as I mentioned, if you know basketball cards, you know that the Rubies from the 90s are very important cards. Well, upper, hockey didn't have any Rubies in the 90s. We got them in the 2010s. And to me, they're, they're really good. I mean, I, I just love the looks of them. Like they got really nice designs, really nice card stocks. And uh, good print runs, nice foil, nice use of colored foil. The rubies are just, to me, underappreciated by the hockey segment at this point. But the more and more we see basketball collectors and baseball and football collectors dabbling in hockey, for better or for worse, uh, they're going to go, I believe, to the cards that they're familiar with. And they're definitely familiar with the rubies. So I picked this up um, and I hadn't had one before. So really happy to add that to my collection. And now to some more familiar type cards. 
Also in the same trade, cash trade deal with Darcy, I picked up an 0506 Cup signature patch of Martin Brodeur, winningest goalie of all time in the NHL. Nice 0506 Cup, the first year of Cup, on-card autograph, perfect auto, nice three-color patch, just a card that I'm like, you know, that card will never go out of style. So I'm going to add that. Then I got this beautiful... 2014 fifth no sorry 1819 the cup emblems of endorsement of joe sakic now again if you know hockey joe sakic is a very important player you know he's that second tier hall of famer in my opinion and uh just a beautiful card didn't have a nice joe sakic like this so i grabbed this one from darcy as well in this deal so that is card number four of five but the big card the biggest card of the deal that i'm just thrilled to own Thrilled to own. Didn't know if I'd ever be able to own a card like this. This is from 2016-17, SP Authentic. So what's from 2016-17? Well, you know that's Austin Matthew and Mitch Marner's rookie year, Matthew Kachuk. But it's also the second year of Connor McDavid. And, and why do I think that's important? Well, because this particular card is... You know, oftentimes in the rookie year, you're not getting game used memorabilia in the auto patches. Well, in the second year, you are. So this card is very important to me. It's the, again, the 2016-17 SP Authentic Limited Auto Materials, numbered out of 10 of Connor McDavid with an on-card auto and a three-color patch. Just going to hold that there for a second. To me, this is a beast of a card. Um, I just love it. It's... It's stunning. You got the full body action shot. You know, the autograph is perfect. The patch is perfect. The numbering is perfect. This is card numbered one of 10, serial numbered one of 10, game used, second year uh, out of 10. And the reason why I said before, I didn't know if I'd ever have a chance to, to own this card is because there's only 10 of them made. And there are a lot of Connor McDavid collectors out there. So this is, this is the, um, is this the, is this kind of the well this is up there this is up there in the top three cards for me that i acquired the week in the on the weekend along with the of course the solani one of one is very important to me this is very important to me and i'll get to the third kind of favorite card of my pickups uh shortly but that those are the five cards darcy got a he got a bill russell autograph from me he got a chunk of cash and a few other cards that i just don't remember right now so there we are, we're halfway through my expo pickups. I'm gonna to go to the comments because I haven't seen them for some time here. So let's see what you guys are talking about. Fatty Maratti from Switzerland, good to see you. Thanks for joining the show. Brendan Ryan, nice patch, thank you very much. I think we did that one before already. Lee Haskins, I know Mike Bossy, but not Guy Lafleur. there you go. Our sports says Solani was one of my favorites. I was so sad when the Jets traded. I cried that day, R. I cried when they traded him. I wanted them to trade away Keith Kachuk and keep Team Solani. They could only keep one of those high high ticket guys as they were getting the the team prepared to move it to, to Arizona to become the Phoenix Coyotes. Yeah, that was a very very sad day. Thank you, Alf, on the Bergeron Bergeron, commonly known as Bergy. Brendan Ryan still building my Mano Rayom collection. The first lady of hockey. Yeah, the first female to ever play in a in an actual. It was an exhibition game, but it was still an NHL game. Alf says, Scotty Niedermeyer, so undervalued. Yeah, he's a defenseman, you know, in general, can be underappreciated in the hobby, but Niedermeyer is a, 
I think he's one of these guys, multiple cups. He's won on all stages. He's played at one of the most successful hockey players of all time. Evan Thomas, good to see you. Had a blast in Edmonton at the show. I spent two full days walking around and learned a lot. Great group of people and already looking forward to next year. Good to hear. Good to hear. <laughs> Alf says it's okay to be a card hoe. Yeah, I'm a proud card hoe for sure. Brandon Ryan, Rubies, good eye. Thank you so much. Facebook user, not sure who you are, but got, maybe Eli. Good to see you. Lee Haskins, I'm a hockey collector, mostly vintage. The most recent card I have are 2015 red metal gems of the greats, Ovechkin, Crosby, Agra, McDavid. Those are great cards. Good for you. Brandon Ryan, eye candy, whale of a card on the McDavid. Thank you so much. Adam Lind, anything that comes with a two-minute story is an awesome buy. <laughs> true, true. Barbara, hello to you. So next, the next uh, card that I pick up, picked up that I will show you. So I will start with, let's see, that's later. Okay, I picked up two cards from Grant Patterson. Uh, the first one I picked up was just a, got, bought this card just off him for money right out of his showcase. 0506, the cup signature patch. So the same uh, the same card as the, or set as the Martin Brodeur, I picked up from Grant as the Dano Chera signature patch. Numbered out of 75, on-card auto, nice patch, three-color. You don't see a lot of Zdeno Chera cards at all in the hobby. His his 95, I think it is, or 96 SP rookie is popular. But otherwise, you don't see a lot of his stuff. They're, it just wasn't made. So to find an auto patch from the cup from 0506, I thought, that's a great card. I have to have it. Price was right. And um, he does have some loyal collectors, but they their their options are limited. So I grabbed this and then the second, my second big card from the show, I saw, okay, so this card guys, I saw this in Grant's showcase on the first day. I saw the price. I was like, ah, it's, it's expensive. You know, I couldn't get it out of my mind. Looked at it the second day. I just, I couldn't get this card out of my mind. And, um, and the more I looked at it, the more I thought the price was fair. So I was able to knock him down, you know, a little bit off his price. And I was able to trade some cards towards the cash value, which I did. But I still laid out a good chunk of dough for this card. And um, I'm, I'm going to show it to you in a second here as I just continue to look at it and enjoy it myself. It's from 2015-16 Ultimate Collection, Upper Deck Ultimate Collection Hockey. On card auto, beautiful jumbo materials patch. Numbered out of five, Sidney Crosby. So I love I love this card, you guys. I love this card. First of all, the auto, Crosby has a great auto, as we all know. Beautiful, beautiful auto. That patch, if 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 that little bit of yellow wasn't there in the corner or on the side, I should say, if that little triangle of yellow, if that wasn't there, the card would be totally different. That little bit of yellow really dresses up the card. Otherwise, it would just be a two-color patch. Now the the right here you have that's that's the stick that the penguin is holding. You have the stick the penguin stick right there. You got a little bit of yellow, you got the black, you got a jumbo patch, you've got a card out of five on card auto, Sidney Crosby, arguably the best player of the last 20 years. Okay, argument for Ovechkin, argument for McDavid for sure. But for my money, Sidney Crosby is the guy. And uh I just love this card. I don't know how I'm ever going to part with it, ever. It's just that nice. Only five made. 
And I think this was the first year that Upper Deck put this design in. Maybe maybe I'm not right on that. Well, it's it's a unique design in any event. And um, yeah, I was obsessing over the card and uh, was just happy that Grant and I were able to come to a fair deal on it. You know, probably put out a bit more than I wanted to, but as you've heard me say before, sometimes you got to pay more than you want to get the cards you want, and that's what that's the story here. I'm never. When am I going to see this card again? Well, probably never, because it's one of five. It's got an amazing patch, so I pulled the trigger. I wasn't going to go home without it. I'd had I'd had two amazing days at the card show in terms of sales and stuff. So it's like you know what? I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to buy this card and thank you to, to Grant for uh, for letting it go. All right. That was that. What do you guys have to say about that? Facebook user wants it. Lee Haskins, Greg Crosby. Thank you. Lee says, I'm thinking Ovechkin over Crosby. He just hit 50 goals this year at age 36. Yeah. Did it for the ninth time, tying only Wayne Gretzky and I believe the recently departed Mike Bossy with that at that level. The thing about Ovechkin is you know, he's, I don't, he's become less one dimensional than he was in the first half of his career, but he's a goal scorer. Crosby, in my opinion, he's an all around player that does it all. So, uh, but listen, I, it's not Crosby over Ovechkin, Ovechkin over Crosby. I like having cards of both of them. So um, we'll leave it with that. Thank you on that lapper. All right. The next deal. So actually that was, that was everything that happened at the expo for me those are all those are the only cards i picked up at the expo for myself i don't think i picked up anything i picked up one card in a trade that i sold later on that same day so i can't even really speak to that or it was a bobby or autograph so traded for it sold it a couple hours later so as far as the show goes i sold all the stuff i brought in these cards that i just showed you for my personal collection and then I'm driving home. I'm driving down south on Sunday night down the highway too, uh, from Edmonton, coming home to Calgary. And Darcy and Pete and Liam were, uh, you know, my buddies and Liam's Liam's Darcy's son. They were driving back from Edmonton over to, to BC, which was a much longer drive. I had a three-hour drive. They have, uh, I don't know, a 12-hour drive probably, something like that. So they were splitting it up and they were driving south on the highway and they were staying at a hotel just north of Calgary, which I was going to be passing by. So Darcy calls me up. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm, I don't know. I'm just driving home. Got to get home to my wife. She was sick and stuff. So, um, but it was already late. So he says, oh, well, uh, we're just in, um, I forget what, uh, would not, where, where were they? Uh, Airdrie or something like that. And so I'm like, well, maybe I'll stop by and see you. So I do. I pull off the highway and I, I, I go to the Days Inn Hotel where these guys are. I hang out with them for, I don't know, an hour and a half or so. And Darcy and I do a trade. We do a trade and I pick up uh, some more cards. I picked up these cards from him in a trade. So I'll show you guys those cards as well. Comments very first quickly. Alf says, the wife the wife going to kick you out of bed if you bring that Crosby to bed? Yeah, probably. Probably. Did I move the Debrinket RPA? You may still come after that. I am not sure because... As I was mentioning at the beginning, guys, I unloaded most of my most of my car, most of my inventory, not my PC, but my my card show cards. I unloaded most of them, many through trades or through sorry through sales at the show. But at the end of the show, I gave over to Com C like a thousand cards probably, and I gave PWCC two hundred and seventy three cards, like graded cards, to sell on the platform. So. 
I really unloaded because the only show that I can take this much inventory to really is the, is the Edmonton show. When I go to the national or I go to Toronto, I'm limited to what I take on an airplane. So I wanted to really um, get rid of a lot of stuff, convert it to like credit on those platforms. So I can go on some shopping sprees uh, on, on their platforms. So I don't have nearly as many cards as I did before last weekend in my card show inventory. I saw, I saw a good share. I'll be able to fill up my booth at the Toronto expo, but um, I'm back to a manageable size that I'm more used to. So as for the Debrinket, I don't remember right now if I kept it or if it went to Com C. It definitely wouldn't, would not have gone to PWCC because it wasn't slab. So I'm just not sure right now. Jake says, my question is, would you overpay for cards if they're in your budget? I always thought about this. Would you overpay for cards if they're in your budget? I don't under, I don't know if I understand the question, Jake, because if I'm going to buy a card, it's in my budget, no matter what I'm paying. If I'm overpaying, it's in my budget. If I'm paying what I think is the total fair value, it's in my budget. So I uh, don't know that I get the question. Apologize for that. Lapper, for the record, Sid is greater than Obi. Chad Shipper says, nice pickups. You said I am setting up the upcoming Toronto show. You betcha. Dave Kaplan, good to see you. Dave didn't make it to Edmonton, but Dave was at the Vancouver show. Uh, Dale's show in Vancouver, I did not get to, but thanks for joining Dave. So the cards I got from Darcy in that, I'm calling it the side of the highway deal, even though it was in the hotel room. Uh, a fun a fun group of real like insert parallel type of cards. I'll start with, with the one that isn't. So I grabbed this off of him. It's a 2018-19, the cup limited logos, John Taveras with a nice, you know, the veins of the leaf patch. This is a short print for limited logos out of 25 on card auto with his current team, which is nice. And they're doing pretty well. So I grabbed that. That will be in my showcase in, at the Toronto Expo, I think. I don't think I'm going to keep it for myself. And then we get into a bunch of uh, sort of rare parallels in that. I'll start with, uh, we'll start with these two here, Sidney Crosby's. These are both called blue cubes from Opeachy Platinum, which is hockey's version, really, of Prism. These cards are, uh, the, this one is from 1516. This is numbered out of 75. So a nice blue cube parallel, Sidney Crosby. And I also got the 1718 version of the card. And this year's was out of 99. So they upped the print run from 75 to 99 in a couple of years, but two Crosby blue cubes go together nicely. I also picked up two Emerald Surges. If you know Emerald Surges, they are out of 10. So the one on this side, this is the 1617. And this is the, I think that I can't see it's so small. It's so small. I can't, 1920, 1920, one of my favorite designs. So two Emerald Surge Crosbys out of 10. Emerald Surges are Pretty important parallels as far as Opeachy Platinum goes. The gold size mixer out of 50, very popular as well, being gold. The orange checkers out of 25, I also love. But the green, uh, the emerald surges are pretty darn cool. So they do have a nice uh, nice effect to them in, in, in the stock. All right, got those two off of Darcy. I also got a, this is a Flare Showcase Row 1, Connor McDavid. This is from... 1617 so second year card numbered on the back 43 of 99 right there so really cool card blue ice says it right there 
So again, this is a this is a throwback to 90s basketball cards, as far as I'm concerned, anyway. And then I he also had these two. These are from 1617 Platinum, the retro, two parallels of Connor McDavid. We have the orange rainbow and the gold rainbow. The orange rainbow is numbered out of 49, and the gold is numbered out of 149. But just a nice young looking Connor there. Really nice. Love the design on these Opeachy Platinum Retros. Beautiful cards. Happy to add those to the personal collection. And then one of my, this is a, the, the second last card I got from Darcy. This is, some people, uh, this, this is a card that not many people really know about, if, if I'm being frank, uh, because the, the brand itself was not really well received. It's from 1718 Upper Deck Synergy. Synergy came out three, three or four years running. And the base cards were the chase cards. This is a true base card. The base cards in 2017 were numbered out of 17. In 2018, the base cards were numbered out of 18 and so forth. And I didn't yet, I don't think I yet had this card, but this is the Connor McDavid base card from the first year Synergy and it's the numbered one of 17. I'm a sucker for some serial numbers. And this is the first, so being the first one of the first year that the brand came out of the best player in the brand, Connor McDavid, one of 17 true base from 1617 synergy sorry 1718 synergy really cool addition and the final card i got from darcy from out of left field guys this is from uh 2004-05 in the game nhl franchises this is a double memorabilia from the montreal canadians of howie morenz known as the first superstar of hockey double mem piece this this release the franchise's release is legendary in in the hockey circle in hockey circles came out in like three different series very very passionate committed collectors of this set and the double mem cards were very hotly pursued by many people and the howie morans i picked it up because in another collection i, I in a collection i had purchased uh I had picked up the George Vezina, a, a very important player in the history of hockey. The annual award for the best goalie in the league goes, is called the Vezina Trophy. There's no Morenz Trophy. There probably should have been. But I picked up the Morenz from Darcy because I had recently picked up the Vezina. I thought, what a great pair to have. Memorabilia of, to me, the two most important pioneers of the sport. And I'll just tuck those away in my personal collection um, in my you know, me miscellaneous memorabilia collection. So really happy to pair these up. I don't think there's anyone else I would add to this. Maybe a Cyclone Taylor, but I think I'm good right here with these two guys. So really happy with those two memorabilia cards from In The Game franchises, a set that's almost 20 years old already, which is pretty hard to believe. So there you go, everybody. That is my expo recap. Those are my pickups. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's get let's go to some comments here. Dave Kaplan says, "I missed the show until now. Did anyone who's at Vancouver and Edmonton have any thoughts about both shows?" Let's see if anyone made any comments. Lee Haskins says, "Obi better than Sid. If he beats Gretzky record, no question. It's going to be interesting. I don't know that, that it doesn't having the most goals in the in the history of the league doesn't necessarily make you the a better player, but." Hey, it, it, it's fun for debate, no doubt about it. Do you see a path for McDavid winning a cup? I do. I do see a path for McDavid winning a cup. 
Oh, bad news. Flames are now, they were up 2 nothing last I saw. Jake Dahl says, in the game franchises is the best. So you know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> Our sports, like the Flair Showcase, have dry sidle from a 14, 15 out of 99. Nice cards. A lot under the radar. Let's be honest. They're a lot under the radar. And uh, we're probably not doing them any favors by talking about them here. But, uh, hey, I, I got the ones I want. So have at her, everybody else. They, they are great cards. Dave recently sold some franchises cards. Very good. Jake Dahl says that Vezina is extremely rare from franchises. Rarely seen. Yeah, surprisingly, these cards are both numbered out of 60. So even for being out of 60, which is rare, but it's not it's not 5 or 10, they're still really tough to find. So I agree with you on that. Adam Lynn says, when you're buying cards to sell at your booth, what are you looking for? Is it just low? Is it just buy low, sell high with anything that comes along? Or do you have something? Hold on. False alarm, false alarm. I was about to sneeze, had to mute myself. Uh, or uh, listen, Adam, I mean, it's a great question. It just depends. It's going to be, a, you know, sometimes it's as simple as somebody asked me for a card 20 minutes ago. I walk around, I see a card of the same player. I'm like, oh, there's a demand for this player. Maybe I'll pick up the card. But oftentimes for me, I buy collections. I buy, I buy collections and you get what's in that collection. And some of it is just like bulk that you bulk out. I've got people that take bulk. Some of it is showcase worthy. Some of it is goes to Com C. Uh, some of it will go to a PWCC. Some of it stays with me and I, I make it a personal collection. That just happened recently with what I was talking about earlier, my, my, new, my newly minted Mike Medano collection, which I'll show you guys. So it's really, what am I willing to put in my showcase? Uh, what card do I think I'll be able to find a good home for? And if it's bulk, then I just try to move it quickly because I just don't have the capacity to manage a huge inventory. Isaiah, it's good to see you. Great cards. Let me know if the 0506 Brodeur is available in the future. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. That one's up in the air. Busby, good to see you. Hopefully this isn't rude to ask, Jeremy, but if you had to put a price on your whole collection, how much would you have? Yeah, I'm not going to share that information, Daniel. Dave Kaplan, I think there is a Jimmy Mann in that franchise's series. There probably is, Dave. There probably is Jimmy Mann, an enforcer for the Winnipeg Jets back in the 80s. One of Dale Howarchuk's protectors. Albert Jones, I got the OV Flare Showcase out of 150 on my IG. Very, very nice. Albert Jones. Lee says, I've never sold the card, which most YouTube people do. I mean, yeah, I, I've been selling cards. I, I set up my first card show in 2005. I've never looked back. I've been setting up a card show many times per year ever since then. And it's, um, you know, I have my PC and I have my, my card show stuff. And uh, there's very little overlap, but sometimes there is. I like to go shopping in my own showcases sometimes. But, um, you know moving cards for me is, you know, there's many benefits to it. One is you get to meet so many people Two, you get to, you get to find the right home for a card. You take it from one place, you move it to another place. And you're, you know, if you're traveling to shows, you're in a unique position to be able to do that. I'm not alone. There's hundreds of people that do that. Third one is you can make some, you can make some profit in those deals, which can then go to buying more cards for yourself. When I first started doing card shows, that was, that's what it was all about you know, being able to, to generate some incremental profit so that I could then add new cards. Like that's what it, start, it started with for sure. Okay. That is the expo recap.
I was also going to show you guys the cards that I have selling on PWCC's weekly auction that ends tomorrow. And I, I thought I'd actually show, I'd show you my, the back end of my account and uh, share my screen and show you exactly what's going on in there. So I'm going to do that. Let me just set up here to, to share that window with you. And I'm going to show you what, what I have, uh, what I have coming up selling on PWCC tomorrow. So let's just do it right here. So I don't think there's anything private on here that I don't want to share. So I will just pop it up. Here we go. This is my, uh, my PWCC account. I'm in the, uh, if you look right up here, my selling at auctions. And these cards are currently active. They are live. They are live on PWCC's platform right now. And uh, there's not many. There's like 20-something cards here. And I can discuss them in groups. And the first group I'm going to address are these. Uh, we may as well bring the Randy Johnson in. These five baseball Hall of Fame rookie cards. We've got a 1948 Bowman Ralph Kiner, a PSA 7, which is a, a, a decent grade for a card from 1948, as you, you can all uh, understand. We've got a 1957 Topps Don Drysdale, PSA 7. Same year, the, Don, the, sorry, the Bill Mazeroski, PSA 9, Pittsburgh Pirates, and Orlando Cepeda, PSA 8 from 58 tops. And then again, we have this Randy Johnson 89 upper deck, uh, you know, only a million printed. So why am I moving these cards? Well, basically for a long time, I was doing several PSA set registries in all sports, Hall of Fame, top 250 cards, all-star teams, um, among others. I think I, I think I have like 70 sets on the registry that I had kind of added where I have some cards from. And I was looking at doing the Baseball Hall of Fame set registry for, for quite a long time. And as my collection continues to expand and I and I and I, I kind of veer into other lanes like like 90s basketball, like the the amount of hockey from the 2010 Fleer sets that I've added. Uh, that's really my favorite stuff. Those those two new areas that I've been into for the past three or four years, uh, four years now, I'd say, have really taken a lot of my my mental capacity to collect. And with that, I've had to I've, I've decided, you know what, do I really need to chase every Hall of Fame baseball player where several of them I don't know much about? and I'm not that interested in taking the time and learning more and more about them. So I decided I was going to scale back, give up on the baseball set registry and move a few of the cards that I just don't care about as much anymore and convert them into something different. I did make one mistake in this. It was the first virtual expo. I believe it was the June 2020 expo. I sold my Reggie Jackson rookie. My Reggie Jackson rookie card it was a PSA 8. Sold it to a good buddy, Andy, who some of you know. He sets up at the expo, Andy Greenham. He bought it from me. Good for him. And uh, I've regretted it ever since. So, you know, sometimes we sell cards that we don't want to. But that one I regret selling. These cards I will not regret selling. I, I don't have any emotional connection to any of these guys. Reggie Jackson is someone I have some nostalgia for. So, anyway, that's why, I've, that's why I'm selling the Ralph Kiner, the Don Drysdale, the Bill Mazeroski, the Orlando Cepeda, the Randy Johnson I'm just selling because it's just it just doesn't speak to me. Um, you know, a dime a dozen card, not that special. So these cards are moving out of the collection. I did keep many of my Hall of Fame baseball rookies, but I just kept players that are more important to me. So 
that's that on those. Let's keep on going. Any comments coming in so far on this? Lee, you might try to sell some cards at some time. Agree with thank you for agreeing with the response. Kind of scary to get a table. Hey, it is scary at first, but once you do it, it becomes uh, addictive to a degree. So I warn you on that. Okay, let's keep scrolling here. We got some basketball cards up next that I am moving on from. So I do collect Michael Jordan cards from the 90s, but like the baseball cards, there are a couple Jordans that I'm just, just not in love with anymore. One is this 95 finest refractor in a PSA 10. It's a card I just don't love, just don't love it. And there's good value in it. And I thought, you know what? It's a card I'm willing to move. It's a PSA 10, it's a refractor. The peel has been removed, but in any event, it's a card I'm willing to move and get into maybe a different Michael Jordan card that I'm, there are a couple that I'm just lusting for. And I'm gonna put the proceeds of these basketball cards into another Michael Jordan card. This is called the, uh, the, the, the Frequent Flyer Upgrade. Not a well-known card, but very rare, BGS 9.5. Um, it's a pretty cool card, but again, just one that I'm not in love with anymore. And it's one that I felt I could move. So I'm going to move it and I'm going to consolidate some of these cards into a different Michael Jordan card. Next up is my 98 Topps Chrome Refractor, Paul Pierce in a PSA 10. This is a great card. Paul Pierce was a great player. Met him at the Mint Collective here uh, last month in Las Vegas, but not a player that I'm connected to at all. So a, a card that I'm willing to move again and it's a card i'm gonna make some i'm gonna profit from i bought it before the boom so that's all well and good i'm gonna again it's gonna it's gonna be re refunneled into some into michael jordan and same with these two commodity cards russell westbrook just the tops chrome pre psa 10 probably selling this about eight months too late same with this Kawhi leonard prism psa 10 cards i just don't need anymore don't love them and then we have this lebron james spectra pink Prism numbered out of 25 and a BGS 95 holder. Again, just doesn't fit into my collection. So those basketball cards are going to convert, hopefully into a nice Michael Jordan card that I would really like to add. But I'm not going to tell you guys what it is. I want to buy it first. Okay, next up, we have a couple football cards and a hockey card and then some Pokemon, which I'll talk about. So let's just scroll up here. Lawrence Taylor, PSA 9 rookie. Look, this is a card that I was on the cusp of, of, of moving or not. I don't have a real deep football collection. It's probably my weakest collection of the four sports as far as Hall of Fame rookies go. I do have some great cards. But the Lawrence Taylor, again, this is one that I, I'll probably miss this card. I might reacquire it in lower grade down the road to have one. But at the time that I took these cards to the National last year, I decided I could move this card over uh, to somebody else so let that card go uh this card came in a collection it's an it's an i didn't choose this card i bought it as part of a big collection about three three years ago i'd say uh jsa certified bg uh beckett authentication service services certified dan marino autographed on card rookie nice big bold auto pretty cool and then we have a crosby patch card at a nine from showcase white hot Listen, the cards out of nine. It's a nice card, but to be honest, I I don't I don't love I don't love graded patch cards. Um, I just it's not that I don't love them. I don't have many in my collection, so it kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. And I thought, you know what? I'll find a new home. I've got plenty of Crosby cards. I'm willing to let this one go, and uh, and we'll see. So right now it's going for seventy eight bucks. So it looks like someone's gonna maybe get a good deal, but there's still a day left on this auction. And then finally, 
Finally, some Pokemon cards, about nine or 10 of them. One, two, three. What do we have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight Pokemon cards that I bought. I bought these cards all in around April, May of 2020. And right before the Pokemon like really spiked. And I bought them purely on hype. I was I did a couple of Pokemon episodes uh, with some friends, with Karn Rai joining me on one of them. And uh, or both of them probably. And I was kind of, you know, taking an interest in it, started watching it, realized pretty quickly it wasn't for me. I have I have zero interest in Pokemon. Uh, so I decided I'm just going to move them and, and let it be. I'll probably take a loss at this point. I actually, I don't know what these cards are worth. This, this guy here, this Umbreon, I think I paid like 1100 for it. So I might lose money on these. At this point, I don't really care. I just want them gone. I just don't want to own them anymore. I want to take my losses, take, take my lump, take my lumps on these cards, bring some cash back and put it into something I'm going to enjoy. Like what's what's better than that, except except that, that's it. So I'm gonna sell these all. These are all gonna end tomorrow night on, on PWCC's weekly auction. And the proceeds are gonna go into my account with them. And then I'm gonna to get to go shopping. And that is exciting. I'm gonna have fun with that. So there you have it. Those are the PWCC cards or the cards that I am selling on their platform. Uh, I think I think this actually empties out my PWCC port port. Um, what do we call it here? The uh, uh, portfolio, I guess. My vault. I am pretty much emptying out my vault with PWCC, except for the cards that I have shipped to them directly that I'm taking delivery on pretty soon. So uh, now I've restocked it after the Edmonton Expo. They were there. PWCC was set up, and I submitted 273 cards to them. So I'm about to stock up on some credit here. Once those set, once those 273 cards go through their process and are and, and sell, I'm gonna have some money in my account and I might be able to buy a card on the premier auction. We will see. Maybe I'll actually bid on a card on one of the premier auctions that we cover here once a month with Adam and Eric. So I'm excited about that. So there we go. That's the PWCC segment of the after hour show tonight. I'm gonna go to comments because I think I've missed some now. Facebook user, do you have any thoughts on the recent McDavid? Is that the draft day marks fiasco? I think, first of all, I thought, was it not Dreisaitl? I don't know. Either way, was that a was that a, a, a Facebook group gone bad or something? Uh, I don't know. I don't know much about it, Facebook user. My thoughts are, should he use TradeSafe? I don't know. I don't know what to say to that. Uh, I wasn't involved and I know very little about it, but I, I, hope, I hope the losses were minimal to the victims. Mac attack says you need some bids on my, on my, I only want bids. If you want to buy the cards, fellas, ladies and gentlemen, only if you want to buy the cards, do I, do I want you to bid on them? Lee Haskins and East coast USA got asleep. Thank you, Lee. Good to see you tonight. Brendan Ryan. It's a PMG. Isn't it? I don't know what you're talking about there, Brendan. Sorry. I don't know what that's in, in uh, relation to. Was it one of the cards that I'm selling on the, on PWCC? Not sure what that's about. Fatty Maratti, in Europe, we pay zero tax on these cards. I feel you Canadians and Americans are being taken for a ride. Does this PWCC withhold the taxable component? No, they, they don't, Fatty. Um, they're going to sell the cards for me. It's up to me to report any gains on my income tax return. The money that I receive is going to go back right back into cards. It's over. Again, I'm guessing, uh, I'm guessing the Canucks beat my flames. Hey, Dave, sounds like the Canucks beat my flames. I hope not. I hope not. Mikey from Eastridge. 
LOL, maybe then you can pay those four invoices on PWCC. Yeah, here, let me let me show you guys my four invoices on PWCC. Okay, here they are. Here they are, ladies and gentlemen. I owe them 63 cents, 64 cents, 63 cents, and 64 cents. That's less than $2. What is that? $2.50? I owe them $2.50. I'll, I'll, I'll square off with them soon enough. Trust me. I'll square off with them soon enough. 45k losses. Oh, it was a $45,000 scam you guys were talking about. Yeah, see, I what? Oh, on a so I did not know about that. No, I I, I thought I saw were those the draft day marks? Those were worth 45 grand. That's crazy. That's crazy. Oh, Brendan Ryan, the Jordan card I want. Yeah, yeah, I do want a Jordan PMG red. I'll never get a green. I want a red, but even that's out of my out of my limit and i'll probably when am i going to find one but yeah no that's not what i'm targeting brendan but i would love one you're definitely right about that okay that's good news there we go five two flames with five minutes left thank you guys that's good to know very good to know busby says put your pwcc cards into a jordan or a beautiful brady patch card yeah it, it's something like that, Busby. It's going to be something. I'm going to get to go shopping. I don't yet know what it's going to be, but I do. There's 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 three or four Jordan cards that I really want to acquire. Outside of those, I want a 52 Tops Mickey Mantle. I want a 51 Bowman Willie Mays. And then it's going to be whatever catches my eye. So we will see. We will see. It was a third-party Raz for that scam. Ay, ay, ay. 45K. Damn. That, that hurts. That definitely hurts. Here we go. Lapper tells me it's the McDavid. DDM means draft day marks. Most of the, So that would be, what's that? Seven cards, McDavid. Set one per letter. All graded 9.5. Rookie year cards. Manufactured patches on manufactured patch autos. So we're saying that there are seven cards worth 45 grand. That's like six over six grand a card, 6,500 a card. Wow. Wow. First of all, I'm not a big fan of draft day marks. I, I don't I don't know what the what the allure is to them. Just my personal opinion. I don't like them, but if you do, I'm happy for you. Uh, but anyway, that's terrible. What was the average loss? Like how many people shared in that $45,000 loss and has there been any any investigation, any recourse? What is going on with that? That is terrible. Rock Latex predicts I'm going after an 84 84 star 84 star Jordan 101. I would like to add one of those, but it's it's not the highest on my list. These other Jordan cards I want are higher on my priority list. Razor spent cash. This is on the this scam here we're hearing about. The Razor spent cash and card owner refused to ship cards to the winner. So the Razor spent the money. Whoever he was razzing them for refused to ship the cards. Wow. Wow. Holy. That's bad. Well, you gotta be safe. We need, you know what? As you, as many of you guys know, I'm involved in a in a middleman service called Trade Safe, and we are here to protect your these things from happening. So, use Trade Safe. That's all I can say. We will make sure these things don't happen. We you send us the cards, and then you and then the buyers pay the money, and then we'll ship the cards. Like, what's better than that? Uh, not here to you know. Yeah, yes, I'm here to plug Trade Safe, but I'm also not here to just plug Trade Safe, but. What a, what a, what using using our service would have avoided this forty five thousand dollar loss, unbelievable. I'm really sorry to hear that. So there we go, guys. Second part done. That was my PWCC uh, 
cards for sale. Next up, I got this box of Goodwin Champions. I'm going to crack this thing right now. Let's bust into this. Now, I'm a, I'm a bit of a cardboard nerd. I actually collect the Goodwin boxes. I have one from every year that I've cracked. And uh, so I don't want to just, you know, have a lot of breakers. And I mean, why not? But they just take the scissors or the knife and it's like right across the face of the box. No, no, I want to I want to preserve the box. Yeah, laugh at me if you will. It's all right. I can take it. All right. Plastic is off. Oh, here's the top. Got the sticker. We're going to slice through the sticker. And there are 20 packs. So let's see if we get anything. Uh, we get anything good here. Nice presentation on these boxes as well. Twenty packs in the box. Five cards per pack. That is one hundred packs altogether. Let's dive in. I'll watch the comments, guys. Feel free to uh, feel free to make your comments here. Fatty Marati, how much is the fee for trade safe, and can Europeans use it? Not yet for Europeans. We're getting there, though. The fee is $10 per side. $10 per side of the deal. If it's just a buy-sell, it's just $10. So I don't know how to say his name, but he's a politician. Pete Buttigieg. We got a Jess Lockwood. He's a rodeo star. Never heard of him. <laughs> I don't know what this is, but it's a, it's a dolphin. A shiny dolphin card looks like a Pokemon style card. Pretty cool. I mean, I don't know what it what it's. Oh, it's a ten of spades, so it might be for a deck of cards, deck of playing cards. Ah, neat. And we have a Wayne Gretzky base card, and a Melissa Hamana Paredes beach volleyball player. So Goodwin Champions is like a mix of everything that Upper Deck puts out every year. And it's not for me. It's not the athlete cards that I'm interested in. It's the um, it's the non-athlete cards I'm interested in. If that makes much sense, it does because they they do all sorts of neat things in there. Let's bring up Lapper's comment here. He says, "Trade Safe would be holding the cards still, though. Where are you sending them? I'm genuinely curious. Razor hasn't paid. Would you send them to the winner? So if if Trade Safe held the cards." and the money didn't come through, the cards would go to their rightful owner. We, listen, I don't have the brain capacity right now to analyze the situation. Great question, Lapper, and thanks for putting it to me, but um, I'm not gonna answer right now because I'm just like, I'm multitasking and we would have to figure out the right way to handle that. But basically, ooh, wow, that's a nice looking card. That's a really nice card. Um, yeah, we'd figure that out. We'd figure that out is where I'll have to leave that right now. So the card that I'm saying I really like is this, uh, I don't know who he is, Colin Morikawa is a golfer, but this is a Gaudi, shiny Gaudi card. They've never made them shiny before that I remember in Goodwin. This is a beautiful card. I don't know if you guys can see how nice it is, but wow, what a design. A little bit of a, a little bit of a color blast sort of effect there in the background, but it's the, it's the acetate or the chromium coating that I really like on that. That's a gorgeous card. Jason Isbell is a musician. I don't know what band he's from. A guitarist. Doesn't even say. 
anyone knows what band he was with, let us know. And another Colin card. Brandon Ryan says, Goodwin is a party, Goodwin party rip. Yes, sir. Let's go. Thank you. Evan Thomas, I hope you had a Jordan auto. That'd be cool. Mike says, good night all. If you pull a bird patch, my wife will want it. Hey, your wife has, Mike, your wife has pull with me. She is painting me some beauties. Lapper says, if you send them to the winter, the guy's out 45K in his car. Yeah. Thanks, Lapper. Well, we'll we, we'd figure it out. We'd figure out the right thing to do. I, I, again, I'm just going to uh, reserve comment because it's outside of our normal wheelhouse, but definitely something we can do there. A Gene Montero basketball card. Matthew Wolf Golf. And uh, I don't know what this guy is. He's a dragon. We got the Ace of Clubs dragon card. Neato, neato. Ken Gushi Racing. Must be an F2 or F3. And a Kamala Harris. There we go. The Vice President. See, this is a card that's going to go into a, I have a binder for cards like this, for base cards that are, you know, worth a penny. But I have a binder for these, and the Kamala Harris is going to go in there. The first female and woman of color Vice President in uh, the U.S. history. So that's a keeper for me. Jason Isbell is a solo artist. I'm not familiar with him. All right, next pack. We've got Josh Giddy is a basketball player. Okay, from Australia. That's cool. Sabrina Ionescu, we know who she is. Chloe Kim, the snowboarder, gets the special uh, card there. Jalen Green, basketball. And Isaiah Todd, basketball. Must be a prospect of some sort. I'm not familiar with him. And if you guys are going to hold on till the end of this box, I'm going to show my Mike Medano, my new Mike Medano collection. Here we go. Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> Street clothes. Adley Rutschman, baseball player. We've got a bear, a bear named Buster. I don't know. I mean, these are good for kids, right? Like uh, my kids, my daughter, my daughter will like these. Toby Miller and another Chloe Kim snowboarding card. You have binders of women like Mitt Romney. I don't. I don't know if I have any Mitt Romneys in, in that binder, but I do have a binder for those sorts of cards. All right, next pack. We've got Paige Spiranak, a golf player. Sarah P Pavan, maybe a beach volleyball player. So this is interesting. Oh, wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, that's not great. Wow, that's okay. All right. I got to just go back to that gout, that shiny gouty card of the golfer, because I can now see that that was a parallel with that special um, chrome finish. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Did I put it somewhere else? Because I just pulled, here it is. So this is the Colin Morikawa. And then I got the Matthew Wolf, but you can see the Matthew Wolf is just, as we were calling, just a paper card, where the Morikawa is more of a chrome card. So definitely a parallel and tells me that this one, this one might be a little bit rarer because it's definitely nicer, but it is not numbered. However, I did just pull a numbered Gaudi card of numbered out of 399 of a rapper named Riff Raff. <laughs> look, look at this card. I mean, all I see is that tattooed arm. He looks like Bono and he's holding a dog. 
Riffraff signed to Bear Trap for a report of $500,000 per album in 2018. Label boss Black Bear appeared to appreciate his flashy style, giving him a $50,000 diamond-laden polar bear pendant and chain as a signing bonus. Interesting. Interesting piece of trivia right there that I was well unaware of. I had never even heard of Riffraff, but... And then we have an Ansu Fadi soccer card. Goodwin Champions. You just never know what you're going to get in these boxes. All right, next pack. Baron Laura, baseball player. Naomi Osaka, the tennis player. Sky Brown is a skateboarder. Ansu Fadi again. And tennis player Stan Smith, who I'm not familiar with. All right, let's keep going through these guys. Giddy plays for the Thunder and is an amazing player. Huge upside. Good to know, Daniel. Looks like a Shana Na refugee. Hey, there we go. There's the other Kamala Harris card. So when it comes to these, I will, like, now I got to decide, right? I don't need both of them in my binder. So which one do I keep? Three, number three or card number 68? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe the vertical card because this one is kind of nice with the more colorfulness, but I might go with the vertical, but I don't need both. Roberto Campos. Sarah Pavin Beach Volleyball. We have another numbered Gaudi card. This is a basketball player. Ooh, this one's beautiful. This card is, it's like a pink tracks. Carlos, I don't know how you say it. A-L-O-C-E-N, Alosan, Alokan, Alakan, I don't know. But it's numbered out of 299. Look at that. It's beautiful. Stunning card. I love it. Love it. And a sky brown skateboarding card. This is a thicker pack here. We have a thicker pack than before. Then the pack's going in. So let's see what we got here. Oh. <laughs> hey, look at what Upper Deck's done. I've never seen one of those before. I'll show you in a moment. Adrian Wojnarowski, media personality. Sure, a bunch of you know who he is. Gabby Butler is a cheerleader. Another Adrian. And then what I was talking about before, we've got a a decoy, but they've actually put some advertising on it. Way to go upper deck. Baron Laura again and a Mojave King basketball card. All right. Let's keep going. That thick card was a decoy, so maybe there's a real thick card in here somewhere oh i see kamala harris on the back i wonder if it's a double jess lockwood from the rodeo bryson dechambeau here we have an owl an owl named fuga again great card for my kids ken gushi and there's the that is a double of kamala harris which i just threw out of my hand all right keep on moving here hockey guy says that silver gaudi is a platinum there are a bunch of parallels yeah i'm liking those parallels fatty are you going to the american yes i am i will be at the national in atlantic city i will be there darius garland molly mcgrath she a football player media personality and we've got oh my my kids are gonna love this card my son's gonna love this 
Rex the Lion. Yes. My three-year-old boy will love this card. Coco Goff. She is a tennis player. And Chloe Kim, the skateboarder. Sorry, snowboarder. All right. We're making our way through this box. Goodwin is always fun. You, again, you just don't know what you're going to get. And so far, I'm liking those shiny cards. Here we have a Tiger Woods. We have a Ryan Whitney, media personality. Ooh, this is cool. This is one of those Platinums. It must be one of those Platinums, but it's not a Gaudi. Goodwin champion, Bryson DeChambeau. That's a beautiful card. Just a stunner. Absolute stunner. Kudos to Upper Deck on these, uh, these shiny cards this year. Hey, there we go. Joe Biden, he'll go with the Kamala Harris. I'll keep that card in that binder. And a Carlos Colmenares. Colmenares. All right. Thicker pack, thicker pack. Let's see if there's an actual thick card in here. Nope, it's a, it's a decoy again. Michaela Schifrin. Michaela Schifrin, skier. I don't know how you say it. Jean Montero, maybe, basketball player. There's the Isaiah Todd. The decoy. Jalen Green again, and another Isaiah Todd. Again, cards just flipping out of my hands here. All right, let's see what we got in this pack. Fatty, you're going to be going to the show from Switzerland. Nice. And you have a Flames card you're going to gift me. Thank you so much. Look forward to meeting you very much, very much. There's another Tiger card, another Carlos. Here's another card for my kids. They're going to love this. It's a B. We were talking about B. My daughter, she's five. She asked me, Daddy, there's there's two Bs. There's B the letter, and there's B the B. And now there's this B that she's going to get. BZ. Perfect card. Thank you, Upper Deck. Paige Spiranak and a Woo You. Literally, Woo You is a street baller. I bet he's... Awesome. That's really cool. And what a great name. All right. Only a few packs left here. I see you guys are hanging on. Thanks for sticking with me. Teofimo Lopez, the boxer. Don't know if I said his name right, but that's how it's spelled. And back-to-back -back, Teofimo Lopez cards in the same pack, but different cards. We've got the uh, Sahif Thigala golfer. The Brie Baker, she's a chef. You know, you got chefs in these in these boxes. And another the Gala golfer card, different card, same set. All right, four packs left. It looks like five pack cards per pack, twenty packs per box. Matthew Wolf, the golfer. Josh Giddy. Oh, here we go. I, I mean, maybe I don't know. I love it, but this is a beauty. Tiger Woods Platinum, beautiful card, just a stunner, just a beauty. I have no more really complimentary descriptive words to use for it, stunner, beauty. Ansu Fadi and Mike Mancias, he's a trainer. I wonder if he's like a Peloton trainer or something like that. All right, we have how many packs left? Four packs left. Yo, Pro Crypto Gamer, thanks for joining. I Fatty says, I know Wu Yu's cousin. His name is Jeff Yu. Or sorry, F Yu. Too funny. Too funny. 
Hockey guy, is it a platinum rainbow or just a platinum? If you're talking about the tiger, I think it's just a platinum. These aren't marked on the back. They don't really say what they are. So I think it it just seems platinum to me. All right. Thanks, Philly Joe. Yeah, I love that Tiger Woods card. Really cool. This is a great box. This is a fun, good one's always fun. All right. Third last pack, Sabrina Ionescu, Paige Spiranak. This is the female pack. We've got a zebra. Oh, my kids are going to love these. These are cute, too. Zebra named Equinox. This is going to be really fun. Uh, Joanna, I don't know, Jedrezic. Jedrezic. She looks like an MMA fighter. And Ken Griffey Jr. All right, third last pack. We've got Sarah Pavan, the beach volleyball player. We've got Bree Baker, the chef. Stan Smith, the tennis player. Colby Stevenson is the skier. And another Joanna from MMA. All right. Two packs left. No thick cards. Except for the two. Okay. The two decoys. Stan Smith, the tennis player. Adley Rutschman from baseball. We've got a snake, a snake named Ferenc for my kids. A snake named Ferenc, Ben Simmons, and Sabrina Ionescu. All right, one pack left. What will it hold? Let's see. Lapper got a couple Tiger Woods fanimations coming that came from those boxes. Very cool, very cool. And Dave Kaplan, did you ever get a box of Friends? I most certainly did. I still have my box of V-Friends, untouched, untouched in the special promotion uh, box. All right, final pack. Starting off with LeBron James. LeBron James. Second card, Red Gerard, snowboarder. We've got another platinum. This is Jonathan Kaminga. Someone tell me if he's any good. We've got a Pete Budigig. Again, I don't know how to say his name. I, I, I'm sure I've heard it before. And the final card of the box, Mojave King basketball player. So there you have it. That is a box of Goodwin Champions. I'd say it's a, I mean, listen, it's the only box I've opened, but I've opened them in prior years. I feel that this box was slightly under average. I feel like I've had some more interesting hits before, like, you know, like a stamp embedded in a card, like with, with Caesar on it or various map cards and that sort of thing. So, all right. Thanks for uh, joining me on that crack of uh, 2021 Goodwin Champions. Always happy to support my friends at Upper Deck. All right. Albert Jones, did you receive that weekend card? I did. I received my week. I bought those weekend cards and, and I did receive them, but I haven't opened them yet. They're still in the packs. And Hockey Guy helps out. Yejacek. Yejacek. Oh, so the J is a yay. Got it. Thank you. Thank you. Crypto Gamer, pick of what? Pick of what? Pick of what, Crypto Gamer? Pro Crypto Gamer? All right, guys. I'm going to put these packs in the garbage. And then I'm going to show you my newly minted Mike Medano personal collection. It's only like 15 or so cards. 
I think 13 came in that big Medano collection that I bought, of which I sold 83 cards or so to my new friend Scott, mo.card.collection on Instagram. It's got the best Mike Medano collection I've ever seen. I just love his page on IG. Check it out, mo.card.collection. He's going to be showing the cards that I that I uh, sold to him in the coming uh, days. He's probably going to, he like, he's the guy, he does like one card a day sort of thing. And uh, so we'll see, uh, we'll see as he uh, shares those. All right. Dave Kaplan, does Carlos know about this? I don't know what you're talking about, Dave. Okay. So my Mike Medano collection. We've got, uh, I'm just going to put them in, show them to you in the order that they're in here. And uh, you can have a look. So random order, no special order, not from like best to worst or favorite to least favorite and anything like this. But um, Dave Kaplan says you're a Medano Oh, Carl. Oh, 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 oh. I see what you're saying. Carlos, uh, because I'm Carlos, collects Mike Medano. I don't think he knows about this. No, I, I doubt he would know about this. Um, if he's watching, he'll know now. If you're watching, Carlos, check out my Medano collection. It will pale in comparison to yours, but mine is very small, and it's not going to get much bigger. It's not like I'm a Medano collector now. It's rather I acquired a beautiful collection. I kept these cards for myself. And maybe I'll add the odd card here or there, but I'm, I'm not like going to be a hardcore Mike Medano collector. No late 90s fire in here. Uh, no 90s at all. Here we go. I'll show you what we got. It's all like auto patch stuff. First up, 0910 Upper Decks the Cup signature patch numbered out of 75. There were a few of these in the collection, but this one just had a really nice, unique patch. And again, look at Mike. His, his autograph is amazing, but it's like the top of the star. You got green, black, gold white just a really nice uh copy of the card not my favorite from the of the ones i kept this is awesome 29 2009 10 sp authentic rookie review look at the patch on this numbered out of 100 on card auto these rookie reviews are some of my favorite like insert auto patch sets ever they picture the player in their rookie year or at the draft in this case and the patch is a is a player holding the Stanley Cup. Like the collection had like ten of these, I, ten or so of these. I kept this one. I think uh, Mo.Card.Collection bought four of them from me, and the rest either I sold it in Edmonton or are going to be on ComC. But uh, amazing, amazing card. I love this card. So that's card number two. Card number three is from SP Authentic 2011-12. 1112 SP Authentic Limited Auto Patch out of 25. Beautiful card. Keeping that one for myself. 0607, the Cup Limited Logos out of 50. Second year cup here. This is the second year cup. I don't love, love the patch, but it's 0607 cup. I mean, it's it's old already and it's just great looking card. This one's neat. This is from 0809, the cup, and it's a foundations auto patch out of five with NHL logo as the patches. So out of five, this is the year that I went to the pack out at Upper Decks facility. So I had held this card in the past. Every auto patch, every, every patch card from 0809, the cup has passed through my hands, including this one. So I've got one back, really cool. Numbered out of five. 
So these are rare. These cards, these these foundations out of five, there's several parallels are, are tough to find for player collectors, I should say. Lapper, kind of small, not going to get much bigger. Feel like I said that. <laughs> Kaplan, let me know if you need his. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, sure. I still need his premier rookie. Sure. Yeah, Jeremy, good to see you, buddy. Yeah, same here. Love Mike Medano. Birds on the bat. Do you collect every year of the cup, even if the design doesn't speak to you? I, no, I don't collect. E no, I don't collect every year. I don't collect the cup, really. I collect just certain cards from it, but uh, it's not like I collect the cup. You know what I mean? Um, Mike, this is a this is from 2014-15 SP Authentic Limited Auto Patch with a nice patch. These are out of 25. They're short prints. The Medanos are short prints in in all these years because it's usually out of 100 in this uh, in this Limited Auto Patch insert set. But nice, nice looking card. Next up, this is from 04, uh, sorry, 0506 Ultimate Collection. This is just a patch, but I love the design. This is from the Crosby Ovechkin rookie year. It's out of 75. Nothing crazy special about it. Not hugely valuable, but I love the card. I just love it. And I have a Jerome Ginla from the same set. And I'm going to you know, pair them together. I think they look nice. So there's that one. Next up, uh, I love these cards. I, I just love these 1920 artifacts, artistic impressions. Beautiful, beautiful card, in my opinion. Numbered out of 24. I also have the Gretzky and the McDavid. So while Medano doesn't necessarily belong in that group, uh, I couldn't let it go. I, I couldn't give Scott or anyone else a shot at this card. I'm keeping it. I love it. I love the design of these. Next up, this is another rare, rare piece. This is from, uh, I think it's 0910. Yeah, I think I can't really even read it. It's so small in the back there, but maybe it's 0809. I think it's 0910. Upper Deck Black. Auto patch on card gold auto five of five, like really a rare piece. Just a beauty, just a beauty for my newly minted Mike Medano collection. Well, I mentioned here. It's funny. It's right here. I mentioned that with this Medano, I also have the Gretzky. Well, there it is. There's the Gretzky go along with the Medano, and I have the the McDavid as well. I'm just not sure. I don't have it right here right now. So that's that. Then this is a great. I'm, I'm, I do this every time. Oh, 506 Ultimate Collection Endorsed Emblems. Beautiful auto patch set. These are out of 35, I believe. Yep, 35. Just a, a beautiful aesthetic. Nice foil. All, from Upper Deck, the Cup, SP Authentic, and Ultimate contain really the nicest auto patches. But then you get Artifacts put out some nice ones too. So I can't really say that. Another limited auto patch out of 25. This is from 1516. So, well, you know, I now have like a run of the limited auto patches out of 25. This is a cool card. These are, this is from 0708. And I love these cards. Whenever I see them, they're out of 10 from Upper Deck's flagship product, the big playmakers. Like these are just sick. I have a couple others from the set. I have a Mika Kiprasoff and a Peter Bondra of all players, a Peter Bondra. All right, down to just a few left. This is one that I, uh, I actually had in my showcase at the show, but I decided afterwards that I was gonna keep it because it's just, it's a classy card. It's from 1718 SP Authentic. 
It's a rookie year milestones on card autograph out of 29. I just thought it's a nice card. He's look how young he is there in the old Minnesota North Stars jersey. Just a card I wanted to keep. So I keep it. Simple as that. Another artifacts. This is the honored members game used relics dual patch out of 27. When these came out, they were on fire. People were going for the set. There were only 27 cards made. So yeah, these are beautiful cards. And you know what? Listen, I'm showing you guys all these Medano cards right now, but what I'm really showing you, I feel, is like a cross-section of some nice hockey cards. There are other players in these sets. You don't have to collect Mike Medano. You can go into this set here. I don't know how big the checklist was, probably 50, 60 cards, so many players. So what I hope you take away from this is like, that's a nice card. Now I want to find it in my player. And I think that's where this segment of the show could be really valuable. Next up, again, a card that I just couldn't give up. I don't know what it's worth. Um, it's not, I don't think it's a highly pursued card, but I saw it and I just love the looks of it. It's from 2014-15 Upper Deck Ice. It's called a Frozen Foursome. It's out of 10. It's got Mike Medano, Ed Belfour, Brett Hall, and Marty Turco. All four players are worthy. They're all great players. I believe they're all... Hall, Marty Turco, not a Hall of Famer. The other three are Hall of Famers. Um, just a just a really cool card with like the acetate acetate coating on top. Yeah, beautiful card. Love it. Couldn't 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 sell it in 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 a good in good conscience. These next two were in my showcase, but after I got home from the show, I'm like, you know, I'm gonna keep these in my new Medano collection. So this came in another collection I bought in the past. This is from 0809 Ultimate Collection Dual patch on card auto at a 25 just a classy card so nice like what a great design love it and then the final card the final card another one that was also in my showcase at the show but after the show decided it's now my card 1415 sp game used supreme patches out of 12. so you'll notice it's got the same patches as the foundations card did which is you know I, I keep saying these are my favorites these cards are all my favorites it's just the way i roll but this card here you can see it's the same patch from the same jersey so this supreme patch is my is the last card of my mike medano collection although no i have to immediately retract that because i have two others sitting out here that i want to show you guys so this also came in the collection this guy here so sorry bad 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 this one here i'll just show you both so i have two of this card basically i collect this set these are 2011-12 ultimate collection premium patches out of 25. so i already had sorry it's always hard to do this i already had this guy here this was in my set and then i found this one in the collection that i bought and believe it or not i decided to swap out from my personal collection this one is now going to be available and this is now going to go into my set quite simply because this is a set of like 40 cards or something and so many of them have patches where the seams go vertically and fewer had the horizontal patch so I thought oh, I'll just mix it up mix up the look of my set overall and I'll keep this one so that's now in my set and then the last one that I am going to show you I love these cards I know I'm crazy I say that all the time I don't even know what year this is from it's like oh three maybe but these are the first rounder draft picks numbered out of 30 with just a game used patch in it. 
So I've always liked these cards. I've owned a couple in the past. I've sold some, I've bought them back and I only have three, but this card, I have the Steve Eiserman to go along with it. One of my favorite players of all time, you know, and then I have my, the Jeremy Roenick, which I just bought on eBay, like in the last couple months. So I had, I, I bought this in the last couple months for my PC because I collect Jeremy Roenick. So that goes my Roenick collection, a small PC, like less than 15 cards. This came in the collection recently. And then this is a card that I had bought because I, I liked it. And then I'm, like, ah, I'm over it. I'm going to sell it. And now I, I bought it back for myself. It goes out of the inventory into the collection again, so that I now have three of these first rounders. And I can say I'm looking for more. I'm looking for more of these, but I'm not going to buy the whole checklist. If there's a player I don't care about, I don't I'm, I don't need to complete the set. I just want the players that I want from the checklist. So if you know of any of these or have any, let me know. I am an interested party on those. All right. Wow. There we go. I'm going to go to the comments. I've been I've been ignoring them for a bit here. So thank you, everybody, for that. Oh, Alex back in the house. Good to see you. Hockey guy, is this collection from a known Medano collector or a local guy? Uh, he was a local guy, but I think it was he was a known a known Medano collector. He was on the Hobby Insider boards for a long time, still is. Jake Dahl, seeing all those cool Medanos makes me want to get something of his tonight. Have fun. Good luck with that. Thank you, Jake. Nikola Tesla, you're a Hawks collector. Very cool. I just showed you, uh, well, it's a Rona card in Philadelphia. Philly jersey. Well, actually, look at that. Philly jersey, black. So this is awesome, actually. Philly jersey there. Blackhawks jersey there. And that's a piece from the Arizona Coyotes. So pretty funny. It's a full Frankenstein card right there. Hall of Fame collector here. Very good. Jordan says, I don't collect hockey, but these cards are beautiful. Thanks, Jordan. Appreciate that. I shouted you out earlier as someone who came up from uh, from the States to the show last week. Jake Dahl, is that SP game used? 0304. Good I don't know what this is from. I don't remember. It, it, it is SP game used. I see that on the back here, and I just can't see. Oh, the, the manufacturer year is 03. So it's 0304 or 0203. Thanks for that, Jake. Yeah, 020. I'm not sure which year it is. Quick eBay search will let us know. Jordan says, out of curiosity, why have you decided not to get any of these graded? Well, I haven't decided that. Um, I haven't made that decision. They're just not graded currently. Um, a lot of the thick cards I won't grade. I'm not that, I'm not a huge fan of graded thick cards. And uh, maybe one day I will though, who knows? But it's not, it's not like the decision has been made not to grade these. Some of the cards that I showed tonight uh, will eventually be graded, like the 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 inserts, the hockey inserts. Thanks, Philly Joe. Glad you enjoyed that and happy to share. Nicola says, sweet card. In speaking of ice, I just picked up an ultra ice medallion Datsuk out of 100 for two bucks on eBay. I'm killing it with hockey. That's amazing. Very nice. Collectors League Jeremy, how much for the collection? Ah, five bucks, man. Five bucks. It's all yours for sure. For sure. No worries, Jordan. Hockey guy says the first rounds are 0203. Thank you for that. Being uh, the first round draft picks, they're called first rounders draft picks. I, I love, I love these cards. I, I always, I, I've always, because they're out of 30. Back in 0203, that was really rare. Now it's, you know, now 30 isn't much, but I still love them. I, you know, it, I don't know. It's just one, it's almost nostalgic. These cards are almost nostalgic for me now. 
Nicholas says, I'm getting involved in vintage cigarette boxing cards too. Look, I'm mostly a hockey collector, but vintage boxing cards are really appealing. Listen, if they speak to you, collect them. That's all that matters. Just enjoy it. Enjoy your hobby. You know, there's been a lot of drama in the hobby in the last like month, it feels to me. And, and I'm just kind of trying to steer clear of it all. It's just, it's not where I get my enjoyment from in the hobby. I get my enjoyment in the hobby from interacting with people, doing this show, talking to you guys, sharing my experience and enjoying my cards. So while some of this drama that I've witnessed recently doesn't appeal to me, the way that I stay grounded and, and centered and positive about this hobby is I go back to the cards. I go back to my cards and I go to my friends in the hobby that are, that are maybe, you know, kind of not aware of some of the drama. And I talk to them because we have good card talks and we work out deals and we share information and I don't know, pretty hot, pretty, pretty uh, positive for me. And, uh, but again, to, to this comment here from Nikola Tesla, you know, collect what you like because on, on, on your down days, when you're pissed off or you're upset with the hobby and the drama and some of the people go back to your cards that you love and, and get reground yourself. Junkyard, do you think Ovechkin will break the goal, the goal scoring record? Listen, I've been skeptical of it for a long time. He did score 50 this year as a 36 year old. He's still got a ways to go though. So listen, it's going to, it's still going to be tough. If he keeps up his pace, sure. But he's got to keep it up for what, like three and a half more years or so. And he has to avoid injury. A lot of things have to go right for it to happen. So look, do I think he, I think there's a chance I'm, I'm more, it's right now I'm more positive. I'm more like in, in the, uh, in the area of yes, he can do it than I've ever been, but that's because he just came off a 50 goal season and counting. All right, Jeremy, send me the PayPal. Jordan, do you remember which of those you pack pulled? None, probably, of the cards that I've shown tonight. None. Does the card mean more to you if you pull it yourself? That's a good question right there. Sort of. Sort of. But it has to, it, it has to be more than just a card I pulled myself. It has to fit into my collection. As far as vintage goes, like... I sold my childhood Mario Lemieux rookie that I had graded as a PSA. I sold it and I regret that. I wish I didn't sell it, even though I have a better copy. I'd still rather have my my own pack pulled uh, 85 Lemieux. What's up, curmudgeon? Good to see you. Welcome to the show. You're late, but better late than never. Brendan Ryan. Yeah, if you're talking about kind of how to ground yourself and just, you know, kind of if you don't enjoy the drama and the hobby. And, you know, for the longest time, Instagram was like, such a great place to be and it's gone downhill in the last month or two i'd say for me it's just become less and less enjoyable um just is what it is all right nicholas says dude you're talking to me dude ovechkin will almost certainly break gretzky's record look i hate to say that i think he's merely a sniper but whatever he breaks the record his young gun will go apex yeah listen I love Alexander Ovechkin. I do. I love Sidney Crosby. I, I, Ovechkin has a better personality. He's he's a he's a goal scorer. That's what you want, right? I mean, that's what sports are about: is offense. And um, I hope he breaks the record. I do. I want him to break the record. It won't hurt Gretzky because someone once asked me when he when he if and when Ovechkin passes Gretzky's goals record, will it hurt Gretzky cards? The answer is a, an astounding no. It's not going to matter for Gretzky's cards. Gretzky still has like 60 records. 
the fact that Ovechkin breaks it, I think it brings more attention to Gretzky. And I think it's a good thing. It's good for the hobby. It's good for Ovechkin. I hope he does. Will he do it? I don't know. Nikola Tesla says he will almost certainly. I mean, a lot of things have to go right, as I said. So I'm not as bullish as you are, but he can do it. And I hope he does. Hockey guy says, collect what you like. People telling you what to collect or how to collect are odd. Very true. Appreciate that, Jeremy. You're the best. Jordan says, will you be going to any of the Dallas shows this year? Jordan, I mean, I've been saying I, I, I'm going to get to one this year and I want to. I think I will. I'm going to say, I think I will. I think I will. Shout out to Philippines collectors, 100%. Shout out to collect all international collect. Heck, from the U.S. perspective, I'm an international collector here in Canada. But a shout out to the collectors in the Philippines. No doubt about it. Jeremy will be in Dallas, Jordan. Jordan says, three years from now, who do you anticipate being the three best players in the NHL? Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews. I'm not saying Dreisaitl. I just don't like him. I just... His game doesn't do anything for me. It's almost like he's not have. It's almost like he's just not even trying out there. But that's how good he is. He doesn't even need to try to be a top player. Third bat. I mean, look, I could say Johnny Gaudreau, who's my local guy, and his, you know, have a, a great season this year. But what was the question? Three. How many years from now? Three years from now. I don't know. Anyone else have any suggestions? Because there are so many good young players in the in the league. Like, man, it's tough to say. It's tough to say who the third guy is. But I think, I think, I think McDavid and Matthews are pretty much locks at one, two at this point. And the third is could be a lot of different people. You know, it could be Pasternak. It could be, it could be Barzal by then if he turns his game around. It could be Pedersen in Vancouver if he comes back from the sophomore slump. Um, you know, Johnny Goudreau could be that. Uh, Sebastian Ajo could be that. I mean, I know I'm missing. I know I'm missing players here. You know, Kyle, yeah, Albert Jones throws out Kyle Connor. Maybe, maybe. I mean, he's a great goal scorer. Nicholas says I collect Chicago Blackhawks, Hall, Makita, Espo, Belfort, Ronick. So I love all those guys, man. That's a great. Those are great players to collect. Jeremy says I learned hockey collecting by listening to you. So much information. I'm glad you do, man. Come get it here. All right, I'm at the bottom of the comments. Now I'm not anymore. Kaplan says, Elias Pedersen has over 30 goals this year. Right. EP40, right? He's number, I believe he's, where's number 40 for the Vancouver Canucks. He had an, ast an astonishing rookie year, a great rookie year. Sophomore year, not as good. He's in his, I think he's in his third season right now. And, uh, and he's having a great year. Great year. Joe Sackick, what's the top card on your hockey want list these days if you want to share? I don't know. That's a great question. Um, I mean, I'm not going to get it, but maybe an Ovechkin 2012 PMG Green. I don't have one of those. That would be that would be up there for me. I've got the like my favorite cards. So again, as I said earlier, guys, my favorite cards in the hobby. Look, I like a lot of cards, so I'm not going to say in the hobby. My favorite modern cards are from hot are, are upper deck Fleer hockey cards from 2012 through the 2017 season, the Fleer Retro and the Fleer Showcase. Within those sets, I like three inserts the best: the Essential Credentials, the Jambalayas, and the Precious Metal Gems. I've got I've got a lot of all these things. So it's like nothing in there is really except for maybe that Ovechkin. 
I got the essential credentials covered off. I got most of the jambalayas covered off. So I don't know. I can't, it's like, I, I don't know, man. Tough to say, tough to say. <laughs> Appreciate that. Excellent job working the comments. Thank you so much, my guy. Thank you so much. Ingloria says, do you think hockey will grow in popularity in America? I do. I definitely think it will. I definitely think it will. Hockey's my, my number one, too, as well. Basketball, number two. Football, number three. Baseball, number four. No, I'll put baseball ahead of football, actually. Sorry. Julian says, how do you feel about collecting cards of all-time greats in a jersey other than the one they were best known for? Yeah, that's a great question. Like, for me, Michael Jordan, I'm not interested in his Wizards cards. I'm just not. Ray Bork. I'm not interested in his Colorado Avalanche cards. I, want, I act, Today, I actually made the decision between two. I was keeping one. I kept the Bruins card. I want them in the in the jersey they are best known for. That's Those are my high-level feelings. Joe Sacco. Hey, Jeremy. Mike, comments were turned off. I pulled my Ovechkin rookie, and I love it. Even sold my Gretzky. Good job, Joe Sacco. Nice to pull a card that you really like. Uh, Jordan Riker, is Kirill Kaprizov not in the conversation? I don't think he's he's not in the conversation for me, Jordan. He's a dynamic player. He's having a great year, top 10 in scoring. Problem with Kirill, and maybe this isn't a problem. Maybe this will work for him. From a hobby perspective, he's a 26-year-old rookie, or he was. But from a performance perspective, they that may be good. You know, he's more mature. He's a more mature player, so maybe it will. Al throws out Bedard, who's not even in the league yet or drafted. So, but he could be. He could be a top player in three years. Julian says, like a Gretzky Rangers or Blues card. I do have interest in, in Gretzky card. Gretzky's in a class of his own, right? For me, some cards, not all of them, but some cards, yeah, I do have interest. Did I crack Skybox Metal from this year? Well, that was a while ago, Dave. I did four boxes. Nicola, dude, hockey can do nothing but grow all, and I'm buying all of it up at the moment. All right, so we're going we're going head to head on some cards probably then here and there without knowing it. Raj, Dylan, thumbs up, like and subscribe, and ring the bell icon. Thank you, Raj. Yes, I, I yes, thank you. Like, subscribe, all that. Thank you, everybody. Jeremy, do you have any C55 vintage hockey cards? Uh, yeah, I have the whole set actually, Jake. I have the whole set. I also have the whole C56 set, and almost all the C55s. Joe Sackick, when are you going to start collecting wrestling cards? I have a wrestling card. I have I have the Hulk Hogan PMG, and I'm probably good at that. Dave Kaplan wants to know, is Timu best known for his time as a duck? I know, right? Right, Dave? Like, yeah, he is. I ha We have to admit it. We have to admit he is. He won his cup there. He played his career, most of his career. They had short stints in Colorado and San Jose, but he started his career in Winnipeg, and I collect him in any uniform because Timu is my guy. He's my number one guy. He's not my number one PC in my collection. That 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 would go to Dale Howarchuk. I have more Howarchuk cards than any other player, but Timu is my favorite player of all time. Yeah, Albert makes a good point here. Bork won his cup with the Avalanche. He did, but he only played one year there. He played 23 years or something with the Boston Bruins. So I still stick with him with the Bruins. And Jordan says the NFL has an annual HBO docu-series where cameras follow one team around during the preseason. Which NHL team would be best for a similar docu-series? Oh, that's a fun question. I mean, listen, if you look at the top 10 scorers in the NHL right now, like as of two days ago, it was there were seven players playing for Canadian teams, which is like unheard of. It never happens. But that happened this year. 
one of them for the Canucks, two for the Leafs, two for the Oilers, and two for the Flames. I believe that's right. So, you know, the Leafs or the Oilers are good candidates because you've got so many good young players. The Calgary Flames might act, my team might be the best. You got Daryl Sutter as coach, probably the best coach in the NHL. I am biased, I admit it. You've got a great deep team. All areas are covered. Goal, goaltending, defense, and, and, and forwards are all top-notch this season. Um, and they apparently have an amazing chemistry in the locker room. That's what you hear from the new players that come in. I know they're not going to say much different, but you hear that with conviction. So I might say the Flames. Outside of that, I mean, where, where are the best ratings going to come from? Well, L.A., New York, Chicago, Detroit, right? An original six-team sort of thing. So it's a great question, Jordan. Dave Kaplan, I think, yeah, there was a there was a docuseries on the Leafs. I didn't see it, but there was one. Lapper says there are docuseries done by different NHL teams put out on their YouTube team page. Okay, it's, it's great that they're doing it, but YouTube, like, why can't we get picked up? Nicola, look, I've been expanding my business collection into boxing and even some vintage football. Jack Dempsey, Walter Payton, those 1938 Churchmans are some sweet cards. Yeah, I've got, I think I have, I have a Churchman... Joe Lewis or something like that. They are sweet cards. I'm with you. I I love the Churchmans are very cool cards. Yeah, keep on collecting them. Like, it sounds like you know exactly what you're doing. Raj says, what caused Crosby to drop below Ovi as the hobby favorite? It's the goals. It's Ovi is on the radar right now. That's what it is. You look back, though. You know, I would I would venture to say that 10 years after they both retire, Crosby will be ranked higher than Ovechkin on the all-time list of best players. Inglorious agrees with that. Brendan says Dunkin' Donuts in Canada have hockey cards. They need to bring them here in the States. It's called Tim Hortons, Brendan, but yes, they do have. We don't have Dunkin' Donuts up here. Lapper says the Avs docuseries is super, super well produced. Check it out. Very cool. And Francesco starting to realize that non-auto, non-rookie inserts are kind of boring. That includes PMGs. Give me an on-card game worn over anything long-term. That's where the value is. I mean, that's your outlook. I, uh, you know, I, I spent a lot of time collecting on-card auto patch cards and I just kind of, the whole fake patch issue really bothered me and I kind of got away from it and I got big into inserts. And so for me, um, I'm a, I but I like both. I like both. So, but uh, if that's where you think long-term value is um, and, and you prefer them, collect what you like. That's all, that's all it comes down to. Collect what you really enjoy and where you see future value, if that's important to you, definitely. Oh, you got it, Brendan. No problem. It basically is our version. Although Tim Hortons, has that been around longer than Dunkin' Donuts? It, it might have been. Joe Sacco says, I would say Matthews is up there and I don't have one. I would love to, I would love the pool when it's getting expensive. I would love the pool when it's getting expensive. Oh, I guess you mean like a fractional type of thing. All right. Okay. I think we've done enough. We're almost at two hours here on After Hours. That's a long episode. And I've been doing all the talking. None of you guys have been saying anything verbally. But I can't hold it against you. You don't have a mic. Dave Kaplan says, what's your favorite Gila Fleur card? Oh, man, Dave. I don't know. I mean, first of all, his rookie card, the 71-72 Opeachy set and top set are some of the best designs in vintage hockey. They're beautiful cards. Um, I might just, for, for to get out of this one, I might just say his rookie card at this point. I'm just not sure because he's got, I mean, LeFleur has been around a long time, right? But 
that rookie card is, is just a beautiful specimen of cardboard. And Nicholas says it was just a matter of time. OV cards has, have easily overtaken Crosby as far as value, no doubt. Oh, and his young gun will go through the roof when he, when he breaks Gretzky's goals record. Yeah, if he does. Although, will it? The real question is, will it? Or is it already baked in? I'd venture to say it's not going to go through the roof when he breaks that record. It'll peak. It will peak when it's a given that barring injury, he will get there. And that might be when he's 20 goals away. So, and then it's going to happen. And then they're going to go down in value. That's what happened. Not a lot, not a lot, but they're, they're going to go up, up, up. They're going to peak at that 20 goal away from the record and then come back down and then they're going to level out. That's how the hobby works. Jordan says, you show the monthly premiere PWCC auctions, but not sure I have heard much about the weekly premiere. How active are you in those? So I don't cover them on the show because um, they end on Sundays. I do collectible live on Sundays. Um, I haven't ever sold anything in there weekly until tomorrow, which I covered earlier tonight. And as for purchasing, I think I bought like four cards in the weekly and I can actually find it here. My buying, I'm going to go into my buying here and I think I can actually sort by, oh, wow. Oh, I lost it. Oh, I thought it, it said, it's showing up a card here, but I, I, that I thought I didn't win a bit on it, but I didn't win it. I picked up a few cards in there weekly. Uh, so I don't know how many, because it's actually going back in time further to, to back when they were on eBay on here. So yeah, I picked up a few. I picked up a few. Um, but uh, yeah, I look at it and I, I look for cards. And if, there's card, if there's a card that I like, I'll bid on it. And if there's a card I really like, you know, if, if, if there's a card I like, I'll bid on it and hope to win it. If there's a card I really like, I'll get aggressive on it. Joe Sackick says, nobody loves OB, OB Young Guns more than me, but man, they're overpriced. Well, are they? Are they overpriced or or are, are, are there a lot of people that want one? So the price is exactly where it needs to be. See, when it comes to a commodity card and it is a commodity card, I don't think overpriced is a thing. I think what you mean, Alex, and I mean, you know, forgive me for, for telling you what you mean, but in, but my perspective is that you think it's overvalued relative to where it should be. But is it overpriced? I mean, I think I think there's a distinction there. And to me, on commodity cards, the market should work. It should work. And I think it does. I think I think I think the market works there and they're right where they need to be. But as we know, it's volatile. And tomorrow it could come down 10%, no problem. You go on to say compared to what's out there. So that's more context for me. And I appreciate that. And maybe they are. And see, this is where. Again, I'm not going to say overpriced because, or sorry, I'm not going to say over, overpriced or overvalued because the market decides what the price or the value is. But if it's, if we're saying it's overvalued in our opinion compared to what else is out there, that I could see. Like he has, he has rookie cards that are numbered out of, you know, they're, they're produced way in way less quantities than the young guns, like his SB game use or his trilogy or his artifacts. Those are all out of way less than, you know, the amount of young guns that were produced. And then there's parallels of those that are out of 25 or 50 that are probably cheaper than his young guns. And to me, there's good value opportunity there in those other cards. To me, it doesn't mean the young guns is overpriced or overvalued. It means those other ones are underpriced and undervalued. That's where I, that's what I, where I get. And I think it's because of a lack of awareness those markets are not working perfectly 
Whereas I think that the, the Young Guns market works because it's a commodity card. Hope that came out well. I'm not sure if it did. All right, Nicola. When o Dude, when Ovechkin breaks Gretzky's record, his Young Gun will do the same thing McGuire's Olympic did when he was smashing it out with Sosa. So if you want to make a couple of bucks. Well, I think, again, sell, it's like the Hall of Fame thing. Hall of Fame, car, Hall of Fame players, rookie cards, and cards don't go... They don't spike in value on the day they're 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 inducted into the Hall of Fame. No, they they peak, they peak like in the days leading up to the announcement of who's going to be in the Hall of Fame, which is usually like a January thing for a June induction. It's the same thing here. Cards peak before you think they will. So uh, that's just a just a bit of advice for you, Nikola Tesla. If you're planning to sell these things after the record is broken, you're going to leave money on the table. Albert Pujols has a big milestone coming up, 700 home runs. Makes sense. And yeah, I, I, th I think it makes sense what I was saying to you there, Alex. I, I hope it does because, um, yeah, I, I think some cards, and again, undervalued, overvalued, is a, it's hard for me to really use those terms. Um, but in an imperfect market on a certain card, which is usually one that's very rare, you, don't have, you just don't have a perfect market when those cards come for sale. Very few people even know about them. It's not like they're all up on eBay sort of thing where you get the most eyeballs. So, yeah. All right. I will bet anything that when Ovechkin starts legitimately flirting with the all-time great goals record, his young gun is going to hit astronomical levels like it's going for more than a Gretzky rookie, no doubt. You're talking about, yeah. So now we're on the same page, though. I brought you back closer to where I am because you are saying legitimately flirting. And that's what I'm saying. That's when you will see the card peak peak now go for more than a Gretzky rookie no no a PSA 10 Ovechkin will not never sell for as much as a PSA 10 Gretzky a PSA 9 Ovechkin rookie will never sell for as much as a PSA 9 Gretzky rookie it's just an it's it, it, they just won't I shouldn't say never but I don't see it happening young guns are seen as the commodity rookie which is why it's the highest okay fair enough of the common rookies, yes, I agree with that. Can you talk about the upcoming Toronto Expo? But anything unique you're expecting? No, I mean I've been to the show 30 times. So what what can I what what unique? What will be unique about it, Jordan? Is the blend of vendors will be unique to to that region, to that show, to that iteration of that show. That will be unique. Um, I I, I think we'll see more corporate presence from more companies in the hobby because there are just more companies in the hobby now than there's ever been so we'll see a bit more of that and i will tell you this too the november expo in toronto was a resounding success it was an excellent show and it was an evolved show and there were so many there were so many new attendees that came up and vendors from the us who are going to be sharing their experience with their colleagues and fellow hobbyists in the US, I think we're going to see, I think we're going to see the most US attendees and international attendees than we've ever seen. And um, yeah, it's just, I, I'm totally excited for it. The weather's going to be great. June 2nd to 5th, there should still be playoff hockey going on. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be awesome. Alex is not joking when he says, hopefully the sausage guy is there. There is a meat vendor at the Toronto Expo. Jordan says, how do you determine what blend of hockey cards you bring to Toronto versus the other sports you collect? I mean, I just bring, I bring my, my 
inventory with me. There's really very little determination involved, especially now that I moved so much stuff to consignment sellers in, in Edmonton last week that I now have a manageable and travelable uh, level of, of, of inventory. Would you invite Professor Jordan B. Peterson to do it on a deep dive on the? Yeah, of course I would. I would love to. Yeah. Oh, would he accept? Would would it, would he even get my message? Probably not. But yeah, I would love to have Jordan Peterson uh, on my show to talk about the collector's mindset. One hundred percent. That'd be amazing. Nicola, dude, hockey is my thing. Don't know why young guns are so treasured, but they are, and I personally couldn't care less about them. But fellow collectors pay good money for them, and I flip cards. Yeah, they're great for flipping. I, I'm of the same mindset as you, as you right there. I'm all about hockey cards. I'm all about rookie cards. I'm all about, you know, flipping cards here and there, finding a new home, buying a collection. The collection I just bought had a BGS 8.5 Ovechkin Young Guns in it. Did I keep it for myself? No, I have no interest in it for myself. It's for sale. I think, I don't know if I kept it or if it's going to be on an upcoming PWCC weekly auction, but it's definitely a card that I'm looking to move. So... I'm with you. Collectors pay good money for them. And as these collectors, I believe as these collectors become more experienced and their tastes evolve as they will, because our tastes change, I think they will start to look for the rarer version, the rarer cards. And they may start to care less about young guns like you and I do, Nikola Tesla. So perhaps a small, a small amount may follow our, 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 our tracks there. Jordan wants to know, have I ever been referred to as a dude so much in one show? Not that I recall, but I'm all about it. I use the word dude all the time. So I'm all good with it. And Nikola Tesla is, uh, I don't know, I, lo I, lo I really like the uh, the tone. So it's all good. All right. End of the comments again. I think I said that 10 minutes ago. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to call it a night, everybody. I've been uh, live here for just shy of four hours. It's been a fun night. So I'll start to wrap up. And from the earlier show, thank the guys from Liquid Marketplace. That was a, That was a great show. Really, if you... If you didn't watch it because you weren't interested when you saw the the YouTube thumbnail or my Instagram promo on it, I'd say go watch that show. Three really good guys, and uh, they explain exactly what they were doing. They didn't. There were no questions dodged. These guys were willing to answer all the tough questions, and they did. So check it out. Give them a give them a a, a bit of your attention, and who knows, maybe the liquid marketplace will be for you. Otherwise, tomorrow, Collectible Live, I'll be going live 7 o'clock Eastern with Jack Settleman on the Collectible YouTube channel. And next week on the show, Mike Gio, Mike Giuseppe from Sports Cards Nonsense, a podcast hosted on the Ringer platform, will be joining me to talk about what he has going on. And uh, we got to hang out with the Mint Collective, really fun guy, really got to like and, and know him pretty well. So excited to have Mike on next week. So be here to check that out. Otherwise, Philly Joe, good night to you. Thank you, Albert. Most bizarre card I saw at the Edmonton Expo? I don't know. I don't know. I'm I, I'm not sure. Sorry, Bo, I can't answer that. Thanks, Brendan Ryan. Junkyard, glad. Thank you for that comment. That's what's important, that we can provide some good information out there. Francesco, uh, who made Chris and Josh over a card ladder to the emperors of the hobby? Uh, I... <laughs> I didn't know they were the emperors of the hobby, but I'll tell you, the only people that can make anybody the emperors of the hobby really are themselves. Uh, that That's how you make, that's how you become the emperor of the hobby is tell, but I, I don't know. I, I'm unaware of that. Nicola, look at, that's just how I talk. Cards get me really enthused. These conversations are fantastic. So yeah, dude, I love it. Hey, you're always welcome on the show, Nicola. 
I've enjoyed your, your comments tonight. And I can tell you're passionate. And that's what I want to, I want to talk to passionate hobbyists. We don't have to agree on everything. Like is, is Ovechkin the, the, the best player? We don't have to agree on these things. But let's talk about it and have fun and collab. We have cardboard in common at least. Thanks, Anthony George. Appreciate that. Francesco says you're talking about uh, you're still talking about the uh, yeah like Francesco this is the this is the drama that I'm not interested in so uh, I mean listen I I guess you can bring up whatever you want but I'm done responding to that I'm not interested okay that's great guys thank you everybody for joining I had a lot of fun thanks for for indulging me in uh, the cards I picked up at the expo my new Mike Medano collection. Uh, what I got going on on PWCC tomorrow that I'm selling and uh, and the opening of the box of good one. That was fun. That was a fun night. Time to see the great curator, I guess. I, I'm familiar with that uh, that handle. I don't know much about the great curator. I believe he's a collector. And I believe it was set up at the Mint. Collected, but I've never met him. Thanks, Lapper. Appreciate you as always. All right. I'm ending it, guys. That was fun. Oh, one more comment here from Nicola. I started collecting in 88, left the hobby around 98, got back in 16, and now it's how I make my living. Oh, so you're a full-timer. Well, good job, man. Good job. And thanks for joining us tonight. That's it. No more comments. I'm going to block them so I can't see them. Thanks, everybody, for joining. This was fun. We will see you back next week or tomorrow on Collectible Live if you choose to watch. Have a great week ahead, Have a great week ahead everybody. Thanks a lot. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.